You are about to witness history in the making. Hi everybody and welcome to the Pop Culture Gamers Podcast. It's episode 37 and it's the 10th of February. Uh, we've had a week off, apologies for that. Uh, that's because uh, I was uh, down with the flu, but more of that later on. So my name's Hayden and I'm here as always with Steve. So hi Steve, how are you doing? Okay, I'm here in the flesh after a bit of a traumatic time getting home one night. <laughs> yes, our, our uh, roaming news reporter for ITN. <laughs> I haven't watched it to be honest because I'm dead ten. I just can't. <laughs> you never actually looked at your screen, you know. <laughs> you you were looking all over the place anywhere apart well, from your phone. Right. That's that's all right. Look, it's my first time of being a news reporter. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Anyway, so tell us about it then, Steve. Yeah. So we had a freak snowstorm in the middle of the country. I was going traveling from Farnborough back back home to Christchurch on the coast and. um got 19 miles into the journey and uh, it stopped stuck on the motorway outside Basingstoke and the snow kept coming down there's no snow at home and oh it's just ridiculous and it was I could see snow plows on the other side and no cars moving and I'm hearing there's three jackknife lorries motorways closed and people turn their cars off to save fuel it's a bit a bit crazy to be honest and well, especially when it's in a store drift, turning your car off to save fuel because then your car gets cold. Well, exactly. I mean, luckily enough, I actually did fill up before before the start of that journey, mm. so I was able to keep mine on. But um, yeah, it was just really weird. And the the way that story goes is, I did a, I put a tweet out on Twitter with a map saying I'm I'm stuck here for for the foreseeable future with the motorway in a bit of chaos and I had a message from an ITN news reporter and she said would you like to do a do a Skype chat for, for news at 10 and I went yeah all right, whatever <laughs> as you do so, as you do and I installed Skype on my phone and um, it, sort of, it took a bit of a while to just say where to put it as far as she was concerned but yeah and the kids were t- texting me back saying dad dad you're on the news at 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brief one of my brief moments of, of fame. I've done it a couple of times on, on TV, but hey, you know, don't yeah. shy at that too much. <laughs> but yeah, it took me nine hours to get home. That's a heck of a long time, and you didn't have any food or drink, did you? No, I was eating the snow <laughs> off my off the side of the car because I was thirsty. It the, was the, the big question is, so did you miss the yellow snow? I did. Well, it was on my actual wing mirror, so I was eating off of that. But so, was it yellow? It doesn't stop people. <laughs> no, well, no, there was no one around there. They were all in their cars at the time. Okay. But yeah, that that actual car journey was nine hours. I didn't roll into two in the morning. Yeah. So I had the whole evening stuck in that car. You know, I was feeling tired and thirsty and hungry, get irritable. Do you know what I mean? But hey, hope it is what it is. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, this week I had an email from Microsoft OneDrive saying that my account is going to be frozen and locked if I don't deal with the situation. Right. And 
I don't know about yourself, we all get a few deals with our phones for adding data size to the to the OneDrive account. Yeah. But the trouble is, all my deals I did have have all run out. And I've got like 48 gig of data sitting there. I'm now only allowed five. Yes. <laughs> so I've got to go through it and take it off. Otherwise, or pay it, monthly. Or pay seven ninety nine a month, which they can swing on. So I don't know if anyone else has come up against that at all. But uh, Yeah, I did have it a little while ago. But to be honest, I just dumped everything out of OneDrive and reorganised it. Well, what I've done is I've turned off me syncing on my phone, first of all. First thing I did. Yeah. I need to spend some time transferring it to the PC in a folder somewhere, mm. um, just to put it somewhere. But it's just a pain, really, because you don't think about that. No. It goes completely out of your head, and every time you, you buy a new phone, oh, click click um, to use your camera on OneDrive, and we'll give you another bit more data size, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But. Yeah, I mean, what I don't understand is, because I used to have somewhere in the region, because they, they used to do all these offers, mm. where if you did, you know, if you <clears> introduced <throat> people to OneDrive, you got an extra, you know, two gig or yeah. whatever. And mine was right up to 20 gig <laughs> by the time I'd done, you know, all of these sort of things that they, they say, you know, long service and all of this, that and the other. And they've knocked it down to five and I can't understand why. You know, why, why suddenly it's it's gone down to five from because where all, it was. Because all those deals were, were, were timed. They, they, were nev- timed. they never said they were timed because they were like rewards for getting people involved in it. Yeah. So same as me, I've got I've got forty one gig and I'm only allowed to have five. <laughs> so. Well, I mean one you know, for what it is, you only really need five, don't you? Well, I don't know, I've got forty one sitting there at the minute. Yeah, but it will all be pictures, probably half of stuff so, which you'll never look at again. Videos as well and, you know, family photographs. Mm. But uh, you know, it's me. I've got oh no, actually with... I've got fifteen gig. There you go. On mine. Yeah. And that's not a premium account. That's because of, you know, but it used to be 20. So I don't understand why it's gone down. Yeah. Yeah. So on my bottom left hand corner, it says, Your OneDrive will be frozen. I'm 36.5 gig over. <laughs> and you says here, Take action to avoid losing access to your files on or after the 11th of the 5th, 2019. So I've got till May, but I'll have to deal with it quicker sooner rather than later so we'll forget about it well usb drive and just dump it all on well yeah i know i've got i've got i've got a few i've got a couple of set of hard drives that i, I can actually just put into my caddy and maybe tr- use one for that and just put them away then and then just leave them on it mm-hmm. if i need to get onto them i can always put it on um <clears throat> yeah last thing is samsung this week have released a new software update for android and it's called Pi, which is the latest one. They like to use the uh, sweet treats yeah. for names. And this seemed to be a bit of a huge update from from, the, from at least for two years ago. And must admit, there's a lot of UI tweaks I've noticed. Mm. Which for the Samsung, was it the Galaxy X9 is in my case nine plus. They've added Retina uh, for your um, identification. All right. Yeah. So you have a top of the box with two little circles. You put your eyes in that. It's, it's just like Star Trek 2, isn't it? Do you remember? Yeah. And 
and it opens your phone up. <laughs> uh, this few tweaks to bits and pieces as well. They've they've introduced a better camera on it for software. They've updated and stuff and that. So just getting used to how to use it. To be honest, it's all right. And apparently, it's been on the the note for a while. So this is probably going to be the base stand for the Galaxy Ten when that comes out later in the year. Mm. So yeah, I was watching. Um, what do you call it Linus Tech uh, Tech Tips? Mm. If you ever do, you ever watch that? No, I don't think so. It's it's quite a good. He, well, it's got his own company, but he releases a lot of videos. Yeah, uh, on a day to day basis, all about you know IT and whatever. Mm. And uh, they were doing one where it was discussing, you know, the the best features of the iPhone, or you know, the the top ten reasons why to have an Android phone. And it was saying about being able to swap the interface around. You know, I can't remember what it's called, Hub or whatever it is. Mm. And they were looking on it, and evidently one of the ones that you can download from the Play Store is a Microsoft interface. Well, that's funny, isn't it? Because speaking of that, I don't know if we've got it in the news, but isn't Xbox Live coming to the Switch? It's coming to Android as well. Yeah. And uh, iOS, I think. Mm. Basically, Microsoft everything that's ta- not Sony. <laughs> and Microsoft are taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Sony, you're next. Yeah, but you know what that'll mean? It'll be all of the uh, fanboys will be turning around and saying, oh, well, there's nothing exclusive anymore, despite the fact that Sony are losing exclusives <coughs> hand over fist and uh, half of the exclusives are already on PC anyway. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, really. you think about it nowadays on Sony because of PlayStation Live. That's basically on just about anything that you can get anyway. So it's no real difference in what what they're doing. No, do you know what? If everyone's happy to use it, all good, really. Yeah, you, you, play, know, you play what system that you like. If if you like the Sony ecosystem, you play that. You like. Xbox, you play that. Yeah. You like PC, you play that. It's up to you, really. Speaking of games, I did um, when they announced that the uh, the day for the beta to start for the uh, Division Two, which has already started. Yeah, I did on the same day go into my hub and was able to request a code, yeah. which came came yesterday. So I did download it. I haven't looked at it yet. So, well, I've got uh, some stuff to talk about that. I don't think, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you think. I mean, whether I get to play or not, I don't know. It's like some other demos you try to play. They sometimes hard work. I think if you don't play it today, then you won't. <laughs> it's still, it's, no, it's from the 7th to the 12th, isn't it? Well, you, st- you still don't have much time to do it. And Oh, when, you're off though, aren't you? I'm off for 10 days, yeah. Oh, yeah, you lucky thing. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about mentioning Yeah, I'm on holiday now. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to chill out at home, veg. Well, your light level's not going to go up on Destiny, seeing as you're already at max light. No, I, no, no, no. But I've been helping others to get their light levels up. So, <laughs> so have I. <laughs> but I fell asleep. I haven't been back on for the last couple of days, but I say I'm not going to be talking Destiny this week. No, just... there, was, there was me asking, and I need help with the nightfall. Oh, yeah, we'll be on on the weekend. Yeah, I haven't just had the chance yet. It's been busy. You mean you haven't had a chance? You were playing Resi Evil. Yeah, but that was important. <laughs> Fine. But now, we'll, now, now, we'll, we're, now we know where I stand. But as I say, <laughs> I'll talk about that 
an event. So, okay. What about yourself? Other than being sick, what have you been up to? Uh, well, not a lot because I have been sick. And what's really weird is that my wife's had flu as mm. well. She's been <clears> off. And I had a flu jab. Mm. Oh, but, I've got to quickly ask. Has she got a voice back now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she has. She, uh, only, she only lost her voice for, you know, like a day or so. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was it bliss, did, although I did think I'd gone deaf at one point. I must admit, when I spoke to her, she did sound very croaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was sort of like two days behind her all of the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With it. With it. But um, she was, you know, coughing and spluttering, and then obviously that's passed it on to me, so... Whether or not having the flu jabs given me like a lesser form of it, or it was a different strain than what has been inoc- I've been inoculated against, I don't know. Mm. But uh, I've been off work as well, so you know, and it's just been weird because I've just not wanted to do stuff. You know, it's yeah, just you- it's absolutely debilitating. You know, tiredness. I've never known anything like it. Well, to be honest, I mean, just of late at night, I've been shattered for some reason. Yeah. And that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, other than that, um, the, uh, one of the podcast groups which I subscribe to on Facebook, mm. they call it a post, went on saying about somebody was doing a documentary. Oh, that's right. Maybe you mentioned about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought, okay, that sounds quite interesting. And we're looking for people to you know contribute to it you know for some like stock footage general interviews that sort of thing Mm. so i got in contact with them to find out a bit more about what it is that they were looking at and anyway they've sent us through uh which is for for me and for you if you want to do it yeah sure a list of questions that they want us to video ourselves uh, answering basically and then we just send them the videos and then they'll incorporate that into uh, into the film so it basically the it's going to be a short film a documentary which is going to be shown at indie film festivals and will be online later in the year and said if we contribute then they'll give us an advanced viewing of it that'd be interesting yeah so how do they want us to answer the questions do you would it be a good way of videoing each other answering the question to each other if you know what i mean yeah yeah I i think that that would be we could maybe make something up. They, they, they weren't specific because I, I said when um, I contacted the person, I said, well, you know, I'm interested. I don't know if my, you know, joint host going to be in, interested as well, but I'll speak to him and then we'll, you know, send you something. Mm. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. And he also said he'd come on the show and talk to us about uh, the about the documentary as <coughs> well, about, you know, uh, just general stuff about it when it's getting closer towards the release date. Well, okay. So I thought that would be quite good. Yeah, something different. Get um, get our faces on some sort of screen again. Yeah, well, I'm not bothered about that. I just no, but it's like all a really about promotion, isn't project. it? Yeah, it's well, all about- yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you know, we're doing it for nothing, <coughs> but we have the advantage of it. Just gives us a bit of promotion in return. Yeah, I assume you know, but presumably putting on our titles and what podcasts that we're from. It could probably but, be in the could be in the credits, you know. So oh yeah, you'd be in the credits. Yeah, so. Yeah, I guess I'll be able to get my name on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon you're able to put a tick by your, your 
put a tick on your Twitter to know you, you're the real person then, you know? Yeah, the bucket it. list as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be on IMDb. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I think. I th- but we've got to finish that before the end of this month. So well, that we can... links kind of to the other thing. And we haven't really talked about... Well, we <clears> talked about it and then it kind of went away because of issues I was having. But... <clears> mm. Um, the twenty second to the twenty fourth of February this year is an annual event called Game Blast, and it's an event for the special effect charity. So, this uh, charity helped Microsoft to design the uh, accessibility controller that they've now released. Yeah, uh, and you'll see them at places like Insomnia and you know the you know the gaming festivals. And basically, what they do is um, they do assessments on people, identify what the best controller for them to be able to use is, help them get themselves set up. Even people who can't use a controller and, you know, who only have like eye movement, they've actually got special software that will read where people are looking in order to be able to allow them to play games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to let them play Call of Duty, but it allows them to play things like Minecraft and stuff like that. Mm. And they do this for children and for adults. You know, you don't have to have been born with a disability. It could be something because of an accident or illness. You know, they, they'll still help you. And they also help out uh, veterans as well who you know have lost limbs and stuff like that, but still want to play video games. So I know it's not curing cancer or anything like that, but it is making giving people a bit of happiness and giving them something that we enjoy doing and we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. And I just thought it'd be really good to try and support Game Blast this year because I was looking at it last year and I didn't. And then I, I almost didn't this year because my son, he's trying to get his youtube channel going and stuff like that and it was like immediately oh i'm gonna be i want to be involved and i said well no and it just caused arguments because Mm. kids watch his channel do you know what i mean they're not going to be donating to him no and i don't want him to be crushed if he doesn't earn anything for me if i earn like a tenner out of it you know for the whole weekend of work that's fine that's just that's just life you know but in terms of him, I think it'd be quite crushing and demoralizing. So I had to say, well, no, we're not, I'm not going to pull out of doing it because it, you know, it's, it can only be me doing this because it's just not the right time for him because he's only young. Hmm. Um, and then anyway, we've managed to get him to do something slightly different, which he's quite happy with. So I said, right, okay, well, I'll bring it back to the forefront. So anyway, this is happening in two weeks' time. So in order to support this, there's a Just Giving page. Uh, So if you look for Pop Culture Gamers on Just Giving, it'll be on the show notes as well uh, on here, and it'll also post and tweet it. I have actually already got some donations on there as well. Oh, good. Yeah, I've got um, you know a couple of donations, and also uh, I reached out to another podcast, the Midlife Gamer podcast to Matthew Moore, who's oh, yeah. also a member of our group. <clears throat> yeah, because he likes to do that sort of thing. He gets involved in some charities, and he sometimes he does indeed. So I spoke to Matthew. We had a long conversation over uh, uh, over Facebook the other day, and I just said because obviously in Facebook terms, um, 
people don't like self-promoting in other groups. <clears throat> so, no, it, you it's, know, it's like... It's, it feels awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's generally against the rules because, um, you know, you, you, I, if I made a video, I can't go into the Midlife Gamer community and paste it in there because it's against their real self-promotion. But, for example, you could go in and do it if I've done a video and it's not pop culture gamers. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. just a sign to me. It's it's a weird kind of rule. Yeah, because, I mean, if you've got your own Facebook timeline, you can do it there. Not, you can do what you want in there. Yeah, yeah. And there, there are other groups that do allow us to do it, like We Are Gamers. Yeah. So, you know, on that group... I'll go in and I'll tell them when the next show's open. You know, you're just uploaded and stuff like that, and then they'll be able to, you know, see it from there. And they're quite happy with that. But that's an arrangement that you know I've spoken to um, Mark and Gavin, who you know run that, and they're quite happy with that. They're quite easy going about that sort of stuff. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. And and to be honest, generally speaking, we are as well in terms of our group, our mm. Facebook group. But like I said, some, some groups aren't, and they have to respect, you know, their things. So anyway, I spoke to Matthew, and he's, you know, he's he's actually, you know, bless him, he's actually already, he's one of the people who's actually donated. So thank you, Matthew, really appreciate that. But he also said that he'd promote it through the Midlife Gamer group as well, because I don't think that they're doing anything. But And obviously I've said that if they're doing anything, we'll do likewise. And there's a possibility, because Matthew's just got, or building his PC, uh, and Matthew said if uh, I was doing any PC gaming, he might hop on and, you know, come and support it as well. Mm. So that would be good. Bit of uh, cross-podcasting. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So really, it's up to you whether or not you want to be involved or what you're doing. Well, it's, We it's, had said uh, we were going to do something, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we still can in, in an evening. It'd be late yeah. evenings, can't we? That's not a problem. And, I mean, <clears throat> I think, do you remember seeing Nicky talking about Resident Evil 5? Yes, Yes. So he could do some of that as much as I could do some of that to get that you with the story. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'd be happy with that as well. Um, One of the things, uh, I mean, in in terms of it, I was thinking, I know exactly what you'll want to play. You'll want to play Destiny. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So what I thought was if, uh, if you're up for it, we could do a stream on a you know on a night when we would naturally play that's fine yeah absolutely yeah and and do it sort of like that um but i'm also looking at other games because anthems released then so i thought i might stream anthem from the start because we have we've both got ea access no i'm gonna buy it are you so anyway i get the first 10 hours of that yeah so we could do that um I've also got Far Cry. I don't um, think actually. I don't think Anthem's going to have any PvP in that, is it? It's not going to be. No, it's PvE, launch. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, whether or not you can still, you'll be able to do co-op because that's part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Anthem. Um, I did actually. I've been trying to draw up a list and trying to figure out what people. What What about Apex? I mean, uh, I don't know much about the game. I've only downloaded it. It might not be my cup of tea. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Because um, there you can have a four-man team for that, can't you? Yeah, exactly. But uh, you could do a raid on Destiny. 
you know, if we could get enough people who were interested, someone who's been through the raid before to help us through, we could maybe do the, you know, the raid as a live stream. Yeah, possibly. Maybe there's something like the the Leviathan because that now is, the light level for that is quite low. Yeah, and we've, I mean, for a start off, we've got, you know, two people that we've been helping out this week to get the light level up and Chris is actually higher light level than me now. I know that's quite <laughs> ironic, isn't it? <laughs> and he's, and, he, and he's, I know his friends only on at weekend, but his mates bought it as well, isn't he? So he's got his friends. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so I'm basically, I think the games I'm looking at at the moment are Anthem, Destiny 2. I thought, because what, what I was considering, do I do this as like an 18 or a 24 hour, um, broadcast? Or do I do it a little bit different and actually sort of do two-hour segments or, you know, roughly? Well, it depends in chunks. It depends on time and, and, and how you can fit it in, basically, isn't it, with everyone and, and yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing, because 24 hours is a long time. Do you know well, what I mean? Nine hours in a car was a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So my thought here is... I thought I'd start off with Anthem mm. and then, you know, because I know on a Friday night, my wife takes my son out to go and do stuff. So from seven o'clock, I could, you know, do a couple of hours on Anthem, have a bit of a break when they come back, you know, say hello, 10 o'clock, get back on, do Destiny 2 uh, until I fall unconscious. <laughs> well, yeah, I could be on around sort of 10 ish, half 10 in myself on a Friday. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so, not on call that week anyway, so well, I'm not on call till end, end of beginning of March. Yeah, that's so that cool. won't that won't be in the way. <clears throat> yeah, um, and then I thought I would do on Saturday afternoons. I'm generally free, so I was looking at Far Cry New Dawn on the PC mm-hmm. uh, from about one o'clock, and then a bit more Anthem from three o'clock. Maybe do a bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey about seven on a Saturday. And then back to Destiny 2 for the end of the day. And then maybe doing a bit of Just Cause on the Sunday. Just Cause 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, we've been talking as well about if we can get it set up technically. Maybe a live podcast broadcast. Yeah, we'll have to do a little test with laptops, I think. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, I've done it before with a laptop, to be honest, anyway. So it, might not be, it shouldn't be an issue. Yes, and I, I'm not, you know, because what we can do is we can have Skype on a side-by-side sort of basis and I can um, broadcast it like that. That's one alternative. Mm. Um, or we could maybe use Google Hangouts and whatever, and I thought it might be interesting. We could have maybe live questions, stuff like that in there as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just throwing about yeah, ideas so, at yeah, the moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure something will, be, will become a bit more solid later on. Yeah, well, we've got a week to figure it out, or two weeks to figure it out. So, <clears> but that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. But I'm looking mm. for ideas. So, you know, I'm be quite happy to if you know if Nikki wants to and other people would be interested doing a, a live stream with Nikki on Resident Evil Five and cutting away through that. Um, I'm sorry, Quan, I'm not interested in doing Dark Souls in the slightest or Eurobus Simulator or whatever it was that the other one you suggested was. <laughs> not my kind of uh, games at all, although I do have Dark Souls, to be fair. Yeah, but you say Resident Evil 5 is a good one that different people can hop on as your co-op partner, if you depending on how far you get with the story. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I suppose really what I want is, I'm, I'm trying to keep the games a bit as new as I can, but maybe mm. with the possibility of one or two people might be able to hop on and other ones maybe watch for tips or, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, I mean, I was considering like The Division, but I thought that's a bit of an older game now. People have seen that to death, probably. Yeah. Uh, so it's but sometimes I'm not saying retro, but I mean, with the, with the um, with how much Resident Evil Two has, has has got a lot of press and a lot of love over the last few weeks, and I mean it's had three million copies sold. Yeah. So that's sort of on the back of that for Resident Evil Five will get people to look at that as an idea that maybe a game they haven't tried that they might want to give it a go. I know it's, Resident Evil 2 is much better, but it's it's worth a, worth a play. I oh, yeah, and, and I'd like to have another go through through that campaign because I've only ever done it once and it took me about five years. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I th- you know, I, th- I think that doing it in that sort of way that, you know, little compartmentalised sort of sections with different games mm. will give people you know it, it, it i know that the idea is that you can do like a 24-hour cha- uh, challenge but i just want to make it a bit more sort of like entertaining and you know i do have a family life i'd be happy to do the 24-hour challenge but it's sort of like the pressure you put on the family it, no it's it's not easy to do i mean if you're a single guy in your own little place and you could just do that that's fine but when, when you got when you got families it's it's not easy and i think people would understand that anyway yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm still looking at probably about 18 hours in terms of broad, you know, broadcasting time, which yeah, is what over, my original uh, thought was. But over over the, three days, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, if you are interested, uh, I will be posting more details as, as I try and finalise them. It's sort of like I only really made the decision, right, I'm going to do it yesterday. And I, that was sort of like midway through the evening kind of thing sort of popped, t- popped my, into your head didn't it <laughs> it did i thought i was gonna do that right time to set it off because i'm not getting anywhere with it uh much to the surprise of my wife when i came back i said you know i talked to you about that game last year i'm gonna go and do it when is it in two weeks time we'll take up the whole weekend she'll forget and say oh this week really <laughs> she will she will and in a matter of fact it'll get to the end of the friday she's what it's still going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know what she's like, but anyway, mm. so that's uh, that's me for for this week in terms of what I've been sort of like doing or planning. So, shall we move on to gaming this week? Yeah, no longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so gaming this week, and we've got a couple of bits of news for you. First off. Assassin's Creed Odyssey update. So this game's been out for a little while now and absolutely fantastic it is. But Ubisoft, for those of us who have completed the game and wanting a bit more of a challenge, has announced a new game plus mode is coming to Assassin's Creed. The mode is scheduled for release at the end of February but an exact date hasn't yet been provided to us. And also there's been... The, or the information in terms of New Game Plus is pretty vague. It's not known if you'll st- restart as the protagonist you didn't get to play or the p- one that you did play again. 
and whether or not you'll keep things like your lieutenants, your ships, your weapons, all of that sort of stuff, but it will reset the whole game um, you know, for you to be able to play. Also, the third and final episode of the first major story expansion for Assassin's Creed Odyssey titled The First Blade is also scheduled for release in the next couple of months. And then next month, there is the Assassin's Creed 3 remastered uh, version, which mm. uh, takes it all up to 4K, whatever. And anybody who's got the season pass for Assassin's Creed will automatically get Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. So, a few good things there for uh, Assassin's Creed, I think. Hmm. Very good. Do you want to tell us about Apex Legends? Yeah, so this this dropped sort of out of nowhere, didn't it, really? People were thinking something was going to be released and chatted about it, but come Monday, Apex Legends was released um, with a, with some videos and some streaming. This is it's funny because it's broken Fortnite's record with 10 million players in 72 hours. Yeah. And it's reached 1 million players within 8 hours of launch and 2.5 million within one day. Fantastic going, Matt. Which I mean, is obviously really accelerated the next couple of days. I've I've looked at some of the videos of some of the streaming, and it looks well. It looks better than what I mean personally for me. It looks better graphically than Fortnite does because Fortnite does look a bit too cartoony. It does, yeah. Um, but that's that's just that's that's the way they roll with it. But um, interesting to give it a go. It's all free. It's there on your Xbox and your PlayStation and PC to download. There are some packs to pay for for coins, mm. as are always if, are. As if if you want to, but you can still earn coins in the game, so you're not feeling left out. Yeah, but we should also say is that like this is like a spiritual success at Titanfall, isn't it? Well, it's, it's by respawn, isn't it? Yeah, and people were saying, "Oh, we're going to get Titans in this," but no, it's not. It's uh, just your players. But you never know. I mean. I don't think Titanfall 3 will be anytime soon now because no. they're concentrating on this. Yeah. But then there's talk of another new IP, but that's just just talk at the minute. But, yeah, it's interesting to see that, again, more of these sort of games are coming out. Well, yeah, I mean, there's Warframe as well, isn't there? I played yeah. that recently, not for long, but it was an interesting... Ten uh, minutes. Sort of, no, I was on it <laughs> for a couple of hours. Yeah. Uh, did the first few kind of missions. That's a bit more sort of a different kind of universe to Destiny, but Dest- Destiny-esque mm, from what yeah. I was looking at. But I, I do, how do you have a feeling that this the bubble's going to burst on these sort of games at, you know, at some point? Yeah, because you've got this, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield and all these sort of games that are, bringing this sort of stuff out. But yeah, it, it could be overkill at one point and then yeah. something new will come along and that'll, that'll move on. Do you know, I have to admit, I, I, the other day uh, when I was playing with uh, Chris and his friend, mm. we uh, were, were talking about like Fortnite and, you know, about, um, you know, the dances, you know, and people saying, or, you know, isn't it amazing how Fortnite has permeated the culture because they did the, you know, they were the first to do the dances in games. Destiny was doing it way before Fortnite. Mm, well, it was. They copied Destiny. And I'm sure Destiny probably copied somewhere else. Well, you had some dancers there, which probably 
are exactly were, the same. Were pinched. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, you know, the cult and dance for one example. Mm. You know, from uh, Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But yeah, you know, but I mean, you're hearing these stories of people suing him fortnight for for some of these dances. That's ridiculous, isn't it? But it's crazy that the dance, the main common dance you've seen in Fortnite, you can't get away from it. No. I mean, I saw a, I saw a, a tweet from the guys in in the good good life, good good not good life. Sorry, you know what I mean. Terry and June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry and June. Well, but lesser June was just passed away. I don't think she would have been doing it. No. Um, but uh, with the Netflix show. And Ted Dancer was doing it, was being taught how to do it by the rest of the cast. You know, you think, God, give it a break. And then you see it on other shows. The Good Place. Good Place, thank you. Yes. So it gets sort of creeps around everywhere. It Fo- does. In it's football, in football and, 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 you know, it's soap operas anywhere, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like I was watching something where it was saying, you know, about footballers doing the Fortnite dances on TV. You know, when they score a goal or whatever. It's quite yeah. obvious why they're doing that. It's because they know kids like Fortnite and they know that kids buy things like sticker packs and t shirts and whatever, you know, and, and support the clubs. And the parents will like it because it's, you know, making the kids happy, sort of thing. That's why yeah. they do it. Otherwise, would they really want to look so stupid? Mind you, to be honest, I could be on £100,000 a week and do stupid things and be quite happy and laugh at everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's it. I know, but it's it's society's changing in so many different ways over the last ten years. Yeah, it's, it is ridiculous the way. Obviously, there's some ways with 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 political correctness has gone bonkers and just all sorts. It just it's just crazy. But then social media has really grasped everything that what we didn't have ten, fifteen years ago. Now it is it's, you can't. Not walking a street without someone with a phone videoing something or sitting there doing a selfie. Yeah, or, or some guy stuck on the motorway telling the news about it. Hey, <laughs> that was that was that was that was slightly different. Yeah, <laughs> so you fought right into that one. That was so funny. <laughs> but isn't it the it world is, we yeah. live in? It, the world we live in it is now bonkers with a capital B at the moment. Oh, it, and I I don't stupid. agree with all of it, and I'm not here to air my views because this is not what the show's all about. But you know what I mean? It's just disgusting. well, actually, it is. It's about popular culture and it the is, whole it, PC yeah. thing is. It is, but it, but some of it can get you into trouble. You can't breathe on Twitter if if someone makes a comment. It's out there for life, and some people have got into trouble for that. Oh, it, yeah, I I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, I think people the 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 PC. Or the social warriors, because that's what they're the problem. It used to be the PC people, but now it's the social warriors. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, it's just it's it's it is utterly ridiculous. There's all, there's always somebody upset about something. And to be honest, it doesn't matter what way you cut the pie. Everybody mm. is in a mi- minority in one respect or another. Granted, guys like us, you know white males are in most of the time a majority in this country supposedly but when you actually look at the world we're actually in a minority i mean there was i did uh this online thing that sort of like put you you know know, about where you are 
in terms of world population. Mm. And it's like the sort of like white, you know, married with a child, with a job guy, you know, represented something like one and a half percent of the whole of the population of the planet. So I'm in a minority. Mm. If you cut it, if you cut a pie in whatever direction, eventually you'll get a minority. You know, you might have to put a load of caveats in that on, but but that's the point. And it's where it just, you know, it just gets ridiculous. Well, that's it's, the it, yeah, Kobe, we had we've had the stuff with um, Jeremy Clarkson of, of late, you know, and what his comments were. Yeah, you see, you can't, you can't, you got, you got. I mean. A celebrity these days has got to be so careful in what they say because the whole world is listening well, in different I mean, forms. We were not we were debating whether or not to talk about it, but Liam Neeson. God, yeah. I mean, I, I when I first looked, I was I think I was at work at my lunch, and I thought, what's this all about? It just popped up. So I started looking back over a couple of daytime chat shows that were on discussing this. There was a couple from America and a couple from the UK. And it's blown out of proportion in a huge way. And these people here, they're up in arms. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I feel sorry for Liam Neeson. He, he he tried to say his thoughts on how he was trying to bring a character together um, for the his latest movie and then using the scenario where he lost a, a friend. No, a friend was raped. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was raped. And he it was, it was many, many years ago. And he regrets his thoughts, but he opened up about them. And where some people might f- would say feel sorry for, for for that sort of scenario, it went the other way completely. And there's people now up in arms. And yeah, well, because evidently he was on record as saying uh, when it was raped, it asked the question of was the person black or something. But that was asking whether it's black or Caucasian. That was not saying one specific just you know tall no. short white yellow do you know what i mean or, or whatever no but it's the social justice warrior then jumped on it and said well how dare you just assume immediately that it was black you know he said with a black with a white with a chinese you know oriental mm. or, or what you know what were they with a male with a female you know whatever they could have been green it could have been blue pink green <sighs> yellow yeah whatever but but don't get. Don't, I'm not. I'm not supporting Liam Neeson because you know it's wrong to want to walk around a place and find somebody who fits a criteria of somebody who's done harm to somebody you know to then want to kill them. <laughs> that's a bit. Yeah. That is that sort of like psychotic. <laughs> so you know what you got to remember is this was a long time ago. He was young, and where he grew up in Ireland, there was a lot of trouble. Hmm. You know, and violence was quite quite a, a way. I understand. You know, I mean, yeah, I, and I, I think I I don't think a lot of people see. I rem- obviously being a teenager in the eighties, remember the, the the trials tribulations of Northern Ireland. Oh, so do I. Yeah. You know, with the like, you know, we had the we had the bombing, we had that nail bomb in Hyde Park with all the horses parade and all that sort of stuff. It went on. It, it's just horrendous. Well, I I was uh, stuck in London once. I was. Uh, I'd been to the Bank of England mm. and I was just, and I had to get across London to get to King's Cross. And the tube got cancelled on the line that I was on because there was a bomb threat mm. from the IRA. 
You know, say the world was completely different then. That's not to say it was right. And it's not to say it was wrong. It's just a matter of fact, it was a different world. Yeah. And, you know, what he said in terms of what he, you know, said, I was wandering around and I was wanting to kill someone, you know, whatever. That That is just mental. But I think what he was trying to portray was he was so angry and he didn't know what direction to put it. But instead of saying it, eloquently i think it came out a mess or on the other hand it could have just been a bit of a pr stunt in being told say this story or give you an image of being a hard man and it's a similar story to what the film's about mm. and i do wonder whether or not that this is a pr stunt that's gone wrong yeah maybe maybe but that's, that's me uh, being skeptical <laughs> yeah but i mean we'll, we'll see i mean i mean different people look at it in different ways i mean even even my wife has said, well, it looks like everyone's going to boycott the movie now. I said, well, I, I don't know. I really don't. It's, I, I can't really judge that. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. J- just one other thing mm. I would say, not about him, but I think that what social justice warriors get wrong is it should be about respect for, for people, respecting people's circumstances, respecting the views, and also levelling the playing field so that everybody has the same level of advantage. And, you know, and in a way, that's sort of like what the special effect charity is about in terms of, you know, for gaming, letting people do that as well. Mm. And that, you know, and, and that's why I think stuff like that is important. But going too far, the social justice warrior route, that's where it, it annoys me personally. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how the hell did we get onto that from Apex? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> should, we ca- should, we, should we crack on? Yeah, to- let's crack on because we went on a complete detour. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, right, so new releases. So in terms of new releases this week, all on the 15th, we've got Amiibo Ice Climbers, Amiibo uh, Kinke Rule, Amiibo Piranha Plant. We've got uh, Code Realize Wintertide Miracles on a PS4. We've got hey, Crackdown 3 on the Xbox One and PC. 15th, Far Cry. Yes. Yeah. Far Cry New Dawn on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Jump Force on the aforementioned PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And Metro Exodus on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So, what's our video game charts look like? Okay. So. <clears throat> At five, we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4. At four, we have FIFA 19. Red Dead Redemption at three. Resident Evil 2 at two. And Kingdom Hearts in at one, which is no surprise for the people that love that game. No, exactly. I wouldn't mind trying it maybe later in the year. When it's come down. Yeah, because at the moment, Cash for Games is a bit slow, but I've got quite a few to play now at the moment. And especially with those on game on the actual uh, <coughs> Microsoft Netflix idea, I can play a few more off that, which yeah. is pretty good. And with the AXS as well, so mm. get to, get to give them a bit of an idea of what they're like. Yeah. Okay, so subscription games. Then we've got games with gold. We've got Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon, available all the way through February, which I played for about 20 minutes and that was about as much as I could stomach of it I think it's awful it's like a high bit kind of game yeah yeah just it it was rubbish 
Um, Super Bomberman R is available on the Xbox One from the 16th of uh, February. Yeah, I'm we've, interested in that, must admit. Yeah. We've got Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is available on Xbox One and 360 up until the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the Assassin's Creed one that came in after Black Flag and was exclusive to the previous gen. That's right, because that, that came out at the same time. Yeah. There is I remember... A, sorry, go on. I just remember seeing it when I went to um, went to the games convention that year. Yeah. And uh, I saw, saw it there. I did play a little bit, actually, at the time. Yeah. Just a bit. So it looks quite good. It is, because it's sort of like about the dark horse in the Assassin's um, Order as well. You know, say like someone who goes against the Order and more sides with, you know, the uh, Templars. Mm. So it's quite enjoyable from what I've played of it. I've, it's one I've not completed. No. Uh, and then the last one, available 16th of uh, February for the Xbox One and 360, is Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. I don't even remember that one. I know that's from the original X, as we say, but... Uh... It's a good game, actually, is uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Mm. Um, it was... Remember right? Well, it was obviously the successor to Jedi Knight, which in turn was like a follow-up to Dark Forces, going way, way, way back. <laughs> you know, sort of like Wolfenstein, almost sort of mm. era. Uh, but I used to quite <clears throat> like Jedi Knight uh, games, and it's uh, about a completely separate, you know, different Jedi. Um, but in the start, you know, in the Empire kind of ruling, so it's after. Um, you know, after the attack, uh, attack uh, sorry, Revenge of the Sith <clears throat> sort of time frame. But not a bad game if you like the older sort of ones. Do you want to do PlayStation Plus? Yeah, so PS4 we got For Honor. Yeah. Which I think was already out on the Xbox as well, wasn't it? It was. I think it was uh, last month or the month before. Have mm-hmm. you pl- ever played that? No, I've downloaded it on the Xbox. So It looks fantastic, but I just think it fights like a dog's dinner. <laughs> okay, so we got one that I probably will download on the PlayStation Plus, Hitman, the complete first season. You should do, because I, I think you will enjoy that, you know. Well, I used to play them back in the day, but they ne- I just sort of got, I don't know. And you know that it's also on Game Pass as well. Okay, well, I'll, have a, I'll definitely have a look. Now, PS3, don't have one of them anymore. Um, Metal Gear Solid for Guns of, Guns of Patriots. Yeah. And we've got Dave Kick, which is a cross-buy with a PS Vita. Also, when did you have a PS3? Because <laughs> you sure. said, I don't have one of those anymore. I think I did. I think I one point. Maybe I had it briefly, but maybe maybe I'm getting mixed up, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, anyway, carry on. that's by the by. I don't think anyone cares anyway. But no. PS Vita, we've got Rogue Aces, which is cross-buy with the PS4, and Gunhouse, which is also cross-buy with the PS4. Fair enough. What about Twitch, Bear? What have we got on there? Twitch, we got... Uh, Pikaniku, Dear Esther <coughs> Landmark Edition, Downwell, The Flame in the Flood, which people really rave over, but it wasn't my sort of thing. I think it's like a survival indie game. Uh, Drakneck and Co. Puzzle Collection, and additional uh, goodies for PUBG, Warframe, and Overwatch and other titles. So, yeah, so a few games uh, that are actually there, and I think as well, there's a Final Fantasy... Uh, 14 for some reason seems to come into my head that that's been offered as well mm. uh, I'll need to double check that 
but uh, yeah, so I I think it's been a really poor month this month for you know anything games with gold or plus apart from Hitman, which I'd already had anyway. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Final Fantasy Online fourteen, um, starter edition is uh for uh free on Twitch as well. Yeah. But yeah, so some pretty poor games. So what have you been playing, Steve? Well, I've been playing one game. Well, actually, I've been playing two, as you know. I've been playing Destiny, and we've been playing with with, with some friends, and they bolstering their, their levels up so they can get to the max level. Um, but really, it's all about Resident Evil 2. Now, I did stop for a little while on the game. I got sort of probably a fair way into the game. I think I got to uh, out of the the, the uh, police station. Yeah. Anyway, I've completed it. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> so you actually did the boss battle. I did the boss battle this morning. Right. Okay. Because so, you were playing it last night. I was, and it was. It. I was. Let's put it this way. For the last half of the game, I, now I'm playing this on standard mode. Yeah. Not not assist, which is easy with more health. And um, less less bullets to kill the, the, the cat, you know the creatures. Yeah. And at one point in the game, I was getting to a point where I was sort of always limping around with 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 a low health. Yeah. But I persevered, and when I, I reached what we call the nest, which if you remember the movies, it was called the hive, as, I, as we were chatting about the other day. Yeah. Um, completed all of that without without giving the story away because I know this is this game is actually. 20 years old, believe it or not. And it comes to the battle boss at the end. Now, I won't say what happens and who's the boss, <clears throat> but I was I was doing this this, uh, this part of the game and I was just short on health and short on bullets because I would get so far, I, would, I, would, I was timing the scenario of when he was attacking me and how I was able to dodge and and sort of counteract, waiting for a certain point in the game where the cutscene would kick in. Yeah. And I ended up going back on a game save into the nest and looking for some more health spray and then replaying that last section of the scenario, what leads you to the big boss at the end. Mm -hmm. And I finished that this afternoon. And... So what I've done is, and I spoke to Nikki about this because I was I weren't sure which way to play this because I am going to play the game four times. Yeah, because you've got to do scenario A and scenario B <clears throat> for both characters, haven't you? Exactly. So, so I finished and got a got a, a level C with my score for Leon. Yeah. So what I've done now is I've I've now playing Claire Claire new game. Yeah. But I did open Claire's second scenario, which I won't touch yet because I'll, I'll, I'll be. So I'm doing, I've done Leon, I'll go to Claire. Once I play Claire new game, I will then, that should open up Leon second. Yeah. And then play Claire second. So that'd be the four ways to play it. There is, I have got it to hand, but there is DLC coming out this week. And it's free DLC for Resident Evil as well, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's more story. Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. 
Um, I've got to say that the game's fantastic. It's so far, in my head, the game of the year. I know we're only in February, but I just love this to bits, and I, 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 I adore the original Resident Evil 2, the franchise I, I, I just really adore, and it just played so well. Uh-huh. Now, now, luckily, to be honest, I had a few game saves that I could manage that if I hadn't, I would have probably been screwed and had to go further back. But because I was playing on standard, it was a bit more tough. Now, a lot of people that were playing this, I think, were playing probably assisted for their reviews and also for, for the uh, streams they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because it did get a bit tough, must have, mustn't lie, but the achievements don't matter. So what I've done is, because of the way the story is going to go with the second part in the first run with Claire, I've now dropped that down to assist. So you can get through it quicker. Yes, but there's going to be, um, I spoke to Nick, you know, and there are, it is going to be a little bit tougher if I left it on standard. And a certain character will be a bit more earlier in the game running around trying to chase you. So I think that's the way to, way to go, to be honest. Yeah. And I'll just say, I've just, I, I had a funny little glitch because we'll we, we probably mention yours. I started Claire, got to the police station, played the first part, and went to save the game and it just hung. Mm-hmm. But it didn't save, so it's gone back to the part in the demo where you've got to save the guy um, under the uh, the roller shutter door. Or in this case, just pull him out in half. <laughs> right, okay. So well, that's not very far into the story there, is it? No, no, so it doesn't really matter. And I've realised that to get... Because what you want to get is if you can get a S rating... Yeah. You can get unlimited ammo for some of your weapons. Yeah, which to me, to me this is what I struggle with because if you're good enough to get an S rating, which mm. means you've got to get it in like under three hours and hardly using any ammo or any health packs or whatever, you don't actually need an unlimited gun. Well, it's just the way they, they way they played it, the way they do the games. I mean, must admit, when I finished Resident Evil Seven. Um, that that gave me an unlimited gun of some kind. Yeah, you know. But but by the by, it's just it's a great story, and I, I, I'm just loving it to bits. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, I'm a bit disillusioned with it for it's the simple c- reason that my game save corrupted, and what it's done. That's because you're on a PC, isn't it? <laughs> possibly. But what it's done is it's kept some elements. From the the gate, you know, from the, where I'd got to, yeah, and some elements that hadn't. So because I remember where I what you know where it put me back. I remember where I was in there. Yeah. The only problem is, is that some puzzles have been completed that I actually did later, and other ones that I'd done at that point haven't been done. So this is what you wouldn't get with a console. <laughs> I, know I know it's. When you get corrupted files, it can go really pear-shaped. And it has. And it's just so really incredibly weird, to be honest, having this situation, because it's sort of like, it's like someone's come on my PC, played the game on my account, you know, wiped my old version, played the game on my account, played it differently, and then left it, you know, about an hour 
mm. behind where I was. So I'm sort of like having to try and backtrack now and it's doing my head in. <clears throat> Why didn't you... I don't know if you could start afresh. I could possibly, but, but I just don't then, have the willpower to do it. But to do that, I what I would do is I would then... Who did you start with, Leon? Yeah. Delete the game save, start afresh with Claire, put it on assist to make it a bit easier. And just just go through it. I mean, I think some of the puzzles are slightly different with Claire anyway. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I don't need it on assist because I was doing all right. No, what I mean is this is because of time frame mm. and you don't want to... I don't know how many hours you put in it um, at this point. I'll be able to tell you in a second. It's a real shame because it's a fantastic Five game. Five hours. You're, yeah. And it is a brilliant game and I, I tell you, it's awesome. And it's really good. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the the, um, the experience. Yeah. And this one you will miss out on. Yeah. I'm just, it, it's just really sort of like hacked me off with the game a little bit. Sounds like a Bethesda moment. Yes, it does actually. <laughs> Because uh, you you had the same thing happen to you there, didn't you? But no, in Bethesda, I didn't have that. What well, you I had, had a, was no, getting was, stuck in the scenery. What I mean is, you had a a moment which was out of your hands. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So this compared to a corrupt file, you had a, a corrupt game. <laughs> yeah, in Bethesda, basically. But, but yeah, it's honestly, it's really one to finish. I think there's a fantastic story. I mean, graphically as well, it's it's great watching the watching that story unfold. Yes. And obviously what is nice that with the Claire scenario, um, they've added a new bit of content that wasn't in the original game. Yeah. Very brief, but it'd be interesting to see what that's like when that comes in, comes in, into play. But yeah, I'm 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 loving it and I might even pop back on tonight if I'm, if no one's around. Well, why not? So, what about yourself? So, what you've been up to? What have I yes, been cause, up to? <laughs> so, yeah, because or what haven't you been up to? Being ill, but yeah, the Division Two beta you've been playing, haven't you? So, yeah, I've been playing that on the Xbox One X, and it looks absolutely fantastic. To be honest, if I was to really describe it, it's, just, it's the Division because it is. It's just a Division in summertime in Washington. Yeah, you know. um, obviously different sort of scenarios some of the you know the the menu screens are different and things like that but effectively speaking this thing to me it feels very similar to the previous version which is not necessarily a bad thing yeah you know because apart from what i always complain about it you know it was a good game um it but you know that that's it really it's uh the environments are a lot more luscious because mm. the you know washington has been um you know overgrown with stuff and you know there's uh cars all over the place and that just like in uh new york city it was like that you start off Right at the beginning of the game, you've got to get to the White House, which half of the back of the White House is off. And, you you know, there's like marauders in between you and the White House. And, you know, you've got to get there and you build up elements of the White House. But where it seems to be slightly different this time is this automatic upgrading that goes on with the outhouses. You know, the, the um, 
you know the local um environments local hubs that you can mm. go to uh, they automatically get upgraded as well so there's you know several of them on the map the weapons seem pretty much the same sort of weapons you know m16 and all that kind of stuff there's nothing that i've come across like you know laser guns or anything like that because it's just not in that keeping of that sort of game um you can, you've got all of the same sort of options about you know having like holsters and masks and knee pads and you know loads of different options for uh, customizing your character like that it seems to be a little bit more simplified in terms of working out what your combat level is in terms of you know your scorings how about actually um, say the a lot of the weapons were not complicated but there was a lot of bits and pieces in there that you had to play with Have they simplified the idea of that no i wouldn't say so because you can i think you can <coughs> excuse me still have the add-ons mm. but uh i haven't really ventured into that um but it looked to be pretty much the same but there are other options, like, for example, you can have a drone that will follow you about and shoot at people. Um, the voice acting and all that all seems really quite good from the way that it plays. be mm. interested to see if the speaker on the PlayStation controller is still being used the same way as it was on a Division 1. Uh, but oh, okay. I was on Xbox, so I didn't try that. Yeah. But... I think if you like The Division, you're going to like this just as much. You know, it plays really nice, really slick. But personally, I like playing The Division on the PC much more than I did on the consoles. And mm. that's because of the keyboard and mouse. It just, I think it lends itself a lot more to that sort of game. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So that's... Th- that's a division beta you know looking forward to when it gets released i will be getting that game uh next game i've been playing has been sniper elite 4 so i most of this was playing it last night to be honest is this the one with um i'm sure that the last one i played it must have been four surely well this one's one on game pass at the moment okay um but the, well, it's a it's a series of Second World War sniper games. So, you know, you play a character who goes behind enemy lines and shoots people, and if you you know you get good shots, then it goes to an X-ray vision of you know the damage that you do into the person. You can get testicle shots and bowel shots and heart. That's shots. It. well, I remember the kill cam shots are so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they never get it never gets old. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I love this game as well. Mm. So, uh, I I mean, I've got this on PC and Xbox One X because obviously it's on Game Pass. Mm. But uh, I decided to play it on the Xbox One. I don't know why, because, again, keyboard and mouse would be better for this. But what I do like about this game is the sort of tactical aspects to the game. So... There are things that in the environment, like planes flying over, if you shoot while a plane is flying over, then you won't get detected. Because if you start shooting people, popping them off, Mm. then the sound will triangulate and identify where you are. 
and then come and attack you. And yeah. they'll sneak up behind you and stuff like that. So, you know, I was having a nice little, um, when it, the first time that I played it, a nice little sat in this uh, sniper nest, sh- picking off all these people, only for somebody to climb up a ladder behind me and machine gun me. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, I did turn round in time and I shot him. But fortunately, I shot him on the grenade that was on his chest, you know, on, like his harness on his chest, which then yeah. blew up and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do like daft things like that but you can also like blow up vehicles by shooting them in the gas tank and stuff like that there's lots and lots to the game you can customize um sort of like skills and perks that are available in the game so you earn different sort of ranks the more that you play the game the higher your rank goes up that then unlocks stars the stars you can then use to buy certain perks such as a faster recovery of heart rate so obviously one of the things that you will do is if you're doing like a really long distance shot Mm. you will um, stop breathing while you're doing the final bit of aim at the shot and then it'll come up with a little um, diamond that you then match up with where your target is and then it'll turn red say that it's got a kill shot and then you fire and then, you know, it'll probably go on to the cam where it shows you the bullet flying across and then intersecting the body and seeing yeah. the spine shatter as now, it goes through the eyeball socket I, and stuff. I thought I'd played this game. Now, I have played Sniper Elite 3. So yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at my achievements in the game. Yeah. But I haven't played Sniper Elite 4 for some reason. Well, you want to mm. dig it out. I don't, I don't know why, because I, I did enjoy number three. And there's a co-op as well on it. So if you haven't played it and you fancy a game, then we could uh, do that. <clears throat> what I'll do while we're chatting, I'll download it on my Xbox now. Yeah. On the app. But, um, <laughs> I have to admit, I was, up, I was up until four o'clock this morning playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Does the missus know? Yeah. What'd she say? You stupid bugger. <laughs> well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And you'll have no sympathy off me about being tired. Said, sorry, I can't keep my eyes up. What was that? <laughs> right, attempting to install now. There yeah. you go. But yeah, so absolutely, uh, really enjoyed the game. Re- really enjoying it. So, I what I like to do is go around the map and do, you know, eliminate everything I can. I mean, I'm getting, I think, about 80% completion on most of the maps. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not searching like literally every building, but I'm trying to kill everybody that's there um so that you know by the time i get to the you know the end of the end of the map where i've completed all of the primary and secondary objectives that's it it just drops and it you know uh, i can run around wherever i want to go on the map without being you know fear of being shot Mm. but uh you know you can do stealth kills by sneaking up to on people and uh you know you can do that so uh, it's quite quite good when so you you know someone's coming up round the corner and you hide at the edge of the corner and then as they walk past you, not seeing that you're close up against a wall, you can then sneak up behind them and like stab them or break the neck or whatever. Mm. There's a season pass that's twenty six ninety nine though. Ouch. Yeah, quite quite expensive. To be honest, this is a sort of game that once uh, you know once in a year's time it'll the season pass and other. The game of the year edition will be like seven or eight quid. Mm. 
it's it's one of those games that doesn't really hold its worth that much, but it is a it's a good franchise. I really enjoyed Sniper Elite Three. I did that on the PC, um, on triple screen as well. That was quite a <laughs> quite an experience playing it triple screen. Oh, I bet, yeah. Because obviously you could see around the corners much easier. It's harder to play on a console for that reason alone. Mm. You know, and that's before you even get into the aiming and stuff like that. The game is. It's not first person for most of it. It's third person over the shoulder kind of view. Mm-hmm. But you can swap which shoulder you want to look over. Um, it's quite a nice thing where you can mark people with your binoculars and then that keeps track of them. A bit like Eagle Vision used to work on um, Assassin's Creed. This works similar on this game. But, you know, if you if you want to slowly pick off everything on the maps, it's going to take you about an hour to two hours per map. Mm. And I think there's about eight, nine maps on there, something like that. God, I'm trying to remember. I remember I've got a, an image stuck in my head of, of in Sniper Elite 3 then of the, the airfield map. Yes. Where you have to go around there picking off bits and bobs and people in the towers and stuff. Yeah. And having to... That was I, I really enjoyed that. That was great. And it's it's one of those um, sort of games that it really gives you a sense of achievement when you hit that long, really long sighted shot. Mm. <clears throat> so you know it's it's like because I mean my dad was old enough for uh, you know conscription, and uh, his role he was a sniper. <laughs> So it's kind of like, you know, I know that he never actually did anything like this, but it's sort of like quite good to, uh, you know, to have a look and see what it would have been kind of like to have been a sniper in a war. Yeah. But it's uh, it's an enjoyable game. It's not for everyone. It's not, you know, definitely not. Um, I know that one or two members of our community have in the past said how much they've hated the game. Uh, which is fair enough, but, you know, we can't all like everything, can we? But I quite like this as a series. I do think that the third one was better than this, though. For I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not much. Don't get me wrong, it's still an enjoyable game. Mm. Well, it must have been for me to stay up until four o'clock in the morning <coughs> playing it. Must have been, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, you can kill Nazis and you can do it from one end of the map to the other. What's not to like about it? No. So yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of my game. And the other game I've also played is Just Cause Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Briefly on that, I know that's really your bag, isn't that game? It's one of those. Yeah, apart from the fact that I actually prefer Just Cause Three. <laughs> really? Believe that's it a shame. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I mean Just Cause Three had a bit of a. Troubled birth, shall we say? Hmm. In terms of when when they were talking, well, when it was released, it was quite buggy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they fixed all of that, and it's just a great, fun, high octane sort of game that never leaves you with any doubt about where your next objectives is or anything like that. Just cause four. Is very similar to Just Cause Three, apart from the fact that I just don't feel that it's um, as pointing in terms of if you're stuck on what to do, you can go over here. There seems to be lots of things to do with like wingsuits and stuff like that, but after that, it's 
you know, you have to go hunting a little bit too much in order to get objectives to do. Um, in terms of gameplay, it plays fine, although I do feel that the uh, wingsuit's a bit of a dog's dinner in terms of controlling. But mm. there's there are new additions like the balloons a la, um, you know, the, the Phantom Pain, you know, Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, where you can launch stuff into the air, and there's, there are some really ni- quite nice effects. So, for example, if there is like a vertical standing, um, you know, uh, petrol container, you know, sort of thing standing there, if you shoot one end of it, it'll fly up straight into the air, looks like a rocket launcher. <laughs> and stuff like that. Or if it's lying on its side and you shoot the end, then it'll fly off and then it'll explode or whatever it collides with. So there's, you know, you can do all sorts of weird things. You know, you can put on, um, like, little jet thrusters and balloons on a tank and give yourself a flying tank if you want. Mm. You know, it's it's crazy. It's as mad as a box of frogs. And uh, it's also got atmospheric effects as well now with tornadoes. Yes, I saw some of the uh, images and some of the footage of that. It looked pretty cool, I must admit. Yeah, it, it it does look cool. I just I just think that uh, version three just has the edge on it. Mm. Personally, I think if you've already got three or you've, you've not played three, and you've got three and four as the options, go for three, because it, it's just a little bit more fun. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, you know, I th- I th- it's not that four has gone super serious, mm. but I think it's taken itself a little bit more serious, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, it's gone too serious then. <laughs> No, it's it's not serious. How how can you know sticking on a load of balloons onto a tank and then putting on a couple of jets and make it a flying tank mm-hmm. be serious in anybody's vocabulary? <laughs> but I, I just think it's taking itself a little bit too serious at times. Um, whereas I think that uh, three was just aimed at big explosions and lots of guns. So oh. yeah, so that that's my view anyway. So, anything else you want to add? No, not really. Okay, well, in that case, then, we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. All right, so, movies, TV, and streaming, and the news this week is, evidently, there is a Monster Hunter movie on the way. Yep, because I've been watching Mila Jovovich's Instagram account and she's been putting some videos when she's been out there training and doing stuff in the desert. Yes, indeed. So, indeed. She's, gr- she's very grand. Good girl. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if they finished finished um, filming it yet, but it's well underway in production at the moment. Yeah, so it looks... Yeah, I think it'll be quite good because Monster Hunter World's got a really quite nicely imagined sort of environment to mm. it. Um, and also, as well, there's um, been The Witcher in the game this week, hasn't there, as well? I forgot to mention that in the gaming section. Mm. That uh, what do you, well, I've forgotten what he's called on The Witcher, but 
he his character has been appearing as a bit of DLC within the game, which is quite oh, okay. cool. Mm. Uh, nice crossover. Kind of makes sense as well, if you think about it, with the, like, the griffin that they had in there and the other monsters on, mm. um, you know, on the Witcher for it to be in the same universe as Monster Hunter. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, obviously this is what uh, Mailer is doing instead of Resident Evil now. So, expect to see Monster Hunter 2, 3, <laughs> 4, etc. Uh, other bit of news is that Chris uh, Pratt of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers uh, fame has been talking about the next Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. Now, if you remember, James Gunn, who was the writer and director uh, of the film, was fired by Disney because of something that he'd said when he was younger on Twitter, which allegedly Disney knew all about. But then when it became public, came into the public consciousness, they then said, oh, no, this is disgusting and we're not going to bother having you. And then all of the cast then got very upset about this really nice guy <clears> who, <throat> you know, was a different person to when he'd actually made these comments and now being fired for something that he did when he was a kid. Um, and, you know, were not happy about that. And they were said that they're not going to be involved with the new movie or whatever. Well, evidently that's all changed. And Chris Pratt's confirmed that the new film will happen. And it's going to use Jim Gunn's script as well. Oh, cool. But he's not directed it. <laughs> yeah, we know about that one, don't we? But that's that's fair enough, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I just mm. want to know, you know, whether or not certain characters are going to come back. All will be, all will be revealed in time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about whether or not the certain actors are going to come back because of James Good and the mm. situation there. I'm talking about in the universe, <laughs> shall we say, because mm. uh, the, the snap did do a <clears throat> snap yeah. and a half. Um, and interesting, have you seen the new trailers? For no, what the for that was shown during the Super Bowl? Yes. I've been meaning to, but not as yet. No, I haven't had a chance. Yeah, really, quite moody sort of uh, sort of trailers mm. uh, going on there. So, yeah, I think it'll be uh, quite interesting to see what happens. Anyway, cinema releases. So we have on the thirteenth of February, Happy Death Day to you. Fourteenth of February, Instant Family, and the fifteenth of February, The Kid Who Would Be King and a Private War. Have you seen the adverts for that? The Kid Who Would Be King. No, but I have listened to a podcast talking to the director of the movie. Yeah. And it does sound a bit wacky, must admit. Yeah, kind of like it feels like somebody wanted to, to do another Harry Potter that wasn't Harry Potter. But he's King Arthur. But he's King Arthur instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's but kind of what I've seen of it. So. I, list, I think I was listening to the Empire podcast and they were chatting to him. It's, very, it's worth a listen. Yeah. Because I, I do, I think I do want to see it at some point. Oh, God, no, I don't. It just no, looks like it's just, got a lot of pretentious but, kids in it. But it is, yeah, it's more for kids, this movie. Yeah, definitely. But, it's not for us. No, but I will talk about Happy Death Day to you a bit later, because that is right up my alley. 
Yes. <laughs> Not yours, but mine. No, no, Mr. Horror here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to uh, do the DVD and Blu-ray? Yeah, we actually highlighted anything because I don't think anything's been highlighted. I, I, um, to be, no, because to be quite honest, I couldn't really see anything that was uh, I thought was a vaguely of interest. Okay, well, but for you, those, might, you might see something. For, the, for those that have got a mum or a wife, A Star is Born, it's been released. Yeah. Um, Blu-ray, 4K DVDs. Yeah, because don't, DVD- don't forget, it is sort of like that day that women get very tetchy about, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What is absolutely. it called? Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, God, don't remind me. I think we're, we're, we're passing that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I've, Just, I've got to do something. Well, we'll, we'll I'll discuss it with the missus for myself, but we will, you know, it's more about just reminding them so they're happy. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. Having said that, though, I'd be tetchy if she forgot, so. Yeah. Enough, it's, also, <laughs> it's also what us blokes really like, but we just. I know. We yeah. we don't like to admit it to other blokes. No. Um, Netflix-wise, there's obviously um, The Good Place Season 2 on Blu-ray DVD, if that's what you want to go and do. Um, other than that, there's not really a lot out there. Yeah, I must admit, I'm absolutely gutted that The Good Place is already finished. I thought it was supposed to be 13 episodes. It's 12. Oh, was it? Oh, well, I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. But, oh, the last <coughs> episode, what happens? Mm. Well, you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I'll, I will I will get to see it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're going to swiftly go past this. Do you want to do cinema charts then? Okay, so at number five, we've got Mary Queen of Scots. At number four, we've got Escape Room. Number three, we have Glass. At number two, we have Green Book. And at number one, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Hmm. And one of my daughters went to see Escape Room and said it was really good. So, definitely one for me. Okay. Do you want to do uh, Blu-rays? Okay, so we have got down from one to five, King of Thieves. In at four, we've got Mile 22. In at three, we've got Reign of Superman. Superman. Superman, sorry. In at two, we have The House with the Clock in Its Walls. And in at number one, The Predator. Despite the fact it's supposed to be an awful movie. I don't, yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I wasn't going to say much about that. Yeah. Move on. (laughs) So, (laughs) tell us about Happy Death Day then. So... This week, we've got Happy Death Day to You coming out. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I actually watched the first movie last night. Okay. And was this on uh, Netflix or something? Or? This was on Sky. Okay. So I class this as a comedy horror meets Groundhog Day. So do you know anything about Happy, De- Happy Death Day? No. Okay, so just a brief synopsis a college student must relive the day of her murder over and over again in a loop that will end only when she discovers who kills her oh and it yeah. is really it's it's got a quite it's say more co- comedy than horror but it is <clears throat> it's it's really good it's worth a, i think it's worth a watch and does she remember this every time yes she does and she's it's doing her head in <laughs> Because she wakes up in this bed, uh, you know. Because when I touted this to the missus, I said, "Look, I know you don't like Groundhog Day." She went, "Not one of those." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, just bear with it." And actually, she quite liked it. Um, actually, did work this one. But yeah, it's it's got that same idea with Groundhog Day when they're going through that first the first first day. Yeah, 
and she's trying to to sort out who the killer is and talk to people that she wants to, to tell them what, why she's doing this and what have you. And honestly, it was a blast, absolute blast. And I, I remember, funnily enough, when I went to see Halloween last year, I saw the trailer for Happy Death Day to You. I thought, oh, that is on my Skybox to watch. I must actually watch it. And it's just taking me this long to actually do it. But I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah. It's it's well worth it. Yeah, really funny in a way. And uh, the girl that the girl that plays it, uh, she 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 pulls it off really well. And it's it's a typical teenager movie in one way, but I, I quite like it. It's all right. So is it sort is it sort of like scream humor? Uh yeah, in a little way, yeah, yeah, in a little way, yeah, because she she's getting killed in different ways. <laughs> right. Okay. By the killer. Yeah. You know and. Um, yeah, it's it's not she and I don't I don't want to give anything away, but she even goes out of her way to kill herself at some point because she wants to do that for a reason. Okay, and um, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a it's a blast. It's well worth the watch. You're in a bit of fun. Yeah, there's another film I did watch, which I haven't got actually on here. Um, which I actually finally got to see War for Planet of the Apes. What did you think? It was a long, too long movie. I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I've got it sat on my shelf, and I've never watched the whole thing. You know, the first half of the film, it's all subtitles, obviously, except for when uh, Caesar's talking. Yeah. And then a little bit later, we meet a little chimpanzee that can talk. Yeah. Which is, looks like something out of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> which, but I said to the missus, I, I said, I'm, I'm struggling with this but when it comes to the second half of the movie with the, the 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 all the apes in prison and you had uh the reoccurring character from the last movie yeah and i thought well oh we're gonna see it to the end anyway and when i'll tell you what helped me carry on because i was curious did you get as far as seeing the little deaf girl the little mute girl no oh you didn't no I, I really struggled with the movie. I just so I just couldn't when, get into it at all. So, or I don't remember. It's, if I did it's been out. It. It's been out for a long time, so I can talk about it a bit more openly. So Caesar goes on on his travels after after losing parts of his family. Yeah, from this from this um, human, and they come across this guy who they they shoot this human was about to shoot them and unfortunately when they go into his house they see a little mute girl in there and the orangutan says we can't leave it there sort of thing, you know? so Caesar agrees that they take her along and she's she's very much a part of the film yeah and do you know what her name was nope Nova I'm waiting for the penny to drop here yeah another yeah but that doesn't so really I, fit with the time scale, though, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. But I think it's just a little Easter egg, if anything. Yeah, because Nova so, being the female's name from the original Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, she was the, the mute, the mute woman in um, in the same jail when Charlton Heston got thrown in the in yeah. the prison. But but that was supposed to be many hundreds oh, God, of it years was, later. It was, yeah. And ironically, one of um, Caesar's chimpanzees. Um, little kids was called Cornelius. Yeah. 
which was obviously Doctor Cornelius. Yeah, but then you had, you had Cornelius, the chimpanzee, which Reddy McDowell played. Yeah, as well. But anyway, I thought I'm going to see this out because I'm very curious to see how this ends. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Come the end of it, you know, it did what it did. But it's not my favourite of the three. Is that the one with uh, Woody? What his name is? Yeah, well, Woody Harrison was yeah. in the second one, so he was in the third one. Yeah, and it was him that he was tracking down. Yeah, you know. But I still have my 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 fondest move of memories of watching his original Planet of the Apes series. That is also going to still always stand over the top of these, which you were watching as well this week, were you? We are, yeah, I actually watched episode one of the TV series. Yeah, I've got the TV series as well, and that's worth a watch. Yeah, um, yeah, I just I love the I love that franchise. The original series is a series of movies that I love to death. I mean, some of the, the there's five of them, and what I like about that if you if you watch any one of those movies and keep it in that sync, so watch three, then watch four, five, one, two. It still does a circle on that story, yeah, which is quite clever. But Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston's awesome. I just, it's a I, lovely film. I think that Planet of the Apes was the first time that in sci-fi movies that that had ever been done as well, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. So, yeah, just briefly, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't think they're going to make another movie for the franchise because they, they would have to do Planet of the Apes next. Yeah. Which will be interesting. I mean, I don't know if it would be done. I don't think Candy Circus is up for another another running around with but balls that's plastered over his face. To be fair, what they could do is jump forward many hundreds of years and mm. do Mad Landing and do the Charlton Heston one. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could do Planet of the Apes. Yeah. As in, you know, from, so that would be the... The next one in, in the in the in the type in the yeah. way they did it. Yeah. Well, apart from the fact that wouldn't have to do the nuclear explosion, you know, with the, the uh, humans worshiping a nuclear bomb first, and then do. Well, no, because oh, no, that, that, was that, sec- was that was the second. That was the that second, was second one. Second. Yeah, I was yeah. getting my causality mixed up there. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So that was yeah. That was the second movie out of the five. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I, it would maybe be. It, it would be sacrilege in one way to do a to do a direct sequel to the original, but I would be interested in it. I must admit. Yeah, I'd, I'd like them to do that. Actually, mm. do a proper Planet of the Apes, not not the Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark version. <laughs> Although it would be quite nice if that fit in somewhere along that timeline as well. <laughs> Well, that was even weird, wasn't it? Because at the end of that movie, you had the, the statue of um, Abraham Lincoln as an ape, didn't you? Yeah, you did. in his chair. But, um, yeah. What about yourself? Have you gone back in time with it by the looks of it? I have. I've gone back to 1997 because I've been watching a little film by director Paul Verhoeven. Who I, I highly respect that guy for what he's done in the past. Yep. And it ain't Total Recall. And it's not Robocop. So the only one it can be that, you know, from 1987 would be Starship Troopers. Mm. And this is one of those ones. I picked it up recently for like quite cheap Mm. on Blu-ray. 
not 4K, just normal Blu-ray. And I thought, I really I fancy playing this and see, you know, seeing what it's, you know, also refreshing my head on what the film was about and everything. Because, some, you know, how sometimes you, you watch a film and there's a long, long gap and you think, did I remember that film right? You know, when I'm looking back and thinking fondly of it, Mm. Was it actually a film I really enjoyed, or was it well, just one of them things of the era? I remember Denise Richards in it. Yeah. And I also remember a certain character, actor from V. Michael Ironside. Of course. Yeah. And I do, it's funny because Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. It, it's funny how his career went and how he came out and all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it's weird looking at him in this now. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's a good film, and they they did a sequel, which is a bit poor. Yeah, and then they did a sequel to the sequel. Yeah, now aren't they doing a remake now? I believe so. Yeah, but <coughs> excuse me. In terms of this film, I mean, when you consider this is a nineteen ninety seven <coughs> movie, and one of the things that was intriguing me the most i would say mm. was this was a heavy cgi movie and bearing in mind this is pre like the phantom menace and pre the matrix you know like the the watershed movies really you know in terms of cgi weren't they of the you know the year or the late nineties early two thousands those are like the ones that you really think of mm. and maybe to, uh, uh, Terminator two as well but less so Terminator two while there was a lot of special effects the work quite this you know it, it's not in the way that this was and I was thinking I always remember the bugs looking really realistic because the story if you don't know about this is that. This is set in the future. The uh, Earth has gone through some sort of uh, upheaval and like this Nazi-esque sort of federation has taken over uh, everything to do with the Earth. We've got space travel, blah, blah, blah. Um, and everything's like this very sort of stylized, you know, you do, you, you know, you, you do national service to become a citizen and, you know, protect the federation and all of this that and the other and then opposing you know the antagonists of the movie uh these uh arachnid bugs from the planet clan dathu who kill people basically <coughs> mm. they don't have technology in a way that we do but somehow they still manage to fire meteorites across the galaxy to you know uh, attack earth and stuff like that so it starts off with Casper Van Dien as Johnny Rico, hmm. uh, who's at school with Denise Richards as Carmen, and he's best friends with <coughs> Neil Patrick Harris as Jenkins. Yeah. Um, and Michael Ironside as Razcheck is their teacher, if you remember that. <coughs> yeah, I do. And, um, you know, he's got an arm missing in it, which it's very much that sort of Forrest Gump kind of special effects you know where um you know the, the removed limbs and it looks really quite realistic although looking at it you could i was looking i was thinking yeah you can kind of see that you've got your arm built up on you know inside there's something that's holding your arm up in that sleeve 
<laughs> Do you know mm. what I mean? It just didn't look quite right. Um, but anyway, um, Carmen's what uh, Denise Richards' characters wanted to become a pilot, and um, Johnny signs up to uh, go to the infantry, and it takes you on his path throughout the infantry, and then it turns out when uh, he goes to war against the bugs that Michael Ironside's Razcheck character is actually his squad leader uh and you know anything with michael ironside it is automatically made brilliant by the fact that michael ironside is in it anyway we know this but the bugs themselves in terms of what they're attacking or what's attacking them they just they look fantastic when you consider that this is like 22 year old cgi Mm. and they look brilliant they look a lot better than a, what a lot of movies nowadays still aspire to get. Mm. You know, and to me, the, the you know, um, what they've done in terms of the time, it, it must have been tremendous processing power that they've, they've done this because when when they're in the base and that's being attacked and all, when you look out, you know, when it shows you outside of uh, the base that they've been attacked in, it's just a sea of these arachnid bugs. And it's all of the over-the-top violence as well. So some of the bugs will fly, for example, mm. and then they start attacking <clears throat> these people who are you know, defending this base. And as they fly past, you just see this person shooting at them and then it just goes past and then you just see the head spinning and landing and the headless corpse dropping down to the ground. But it's also really well done. And also... Uh, the that intermixing between CGI and uh, you know live action, where a character will get picked up by a bug, and then because they've got these like sort of like massive mandibles, mm. they just rips or cuts a person in half, and then it you know throws the body in different directions, and you can't tell you know, where the CGI started and where the live action stopped. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I, I think, all in all, it's they've done a fantastic effect on... Yeah, a fantastic job of the effects. In terms of the story, it is a complete... You know, my brain is taking a check, please, for this, because... You don't want to like deep, you know, do a deep dive in terms of the you know what the story's telling you. Although I'm sure that there's probably something uh, about the you know potential Nazi esque future of the human race. Um, but the action's mm. also interspersed with these sort of like commercials, or like not commercials, more like mini newsreels that are very sort of internety kind of based, a bit like you would get an advert on. Um, I don't know, YouTube or something like that. But instead of being an advert for toothpaste or whatever, it's a it's a new segment that says, you know, and on Clendathew, our you know, our boys have gone down there and, you know, one hundred thousand people died in one hour and, you know, do you want to know more? And then it shows you this little mouse pointer going to the next flashing button on the screen and stuff like that. It's just really nice little stylized view that they've done. Not that I think it's a good view, but it it really it paint, they've painted a picture of the envi- of the the world very well in this movie. I think. Yeah, oh, cool. 
So that's my deep dive analysis of Starship Troopers. <laughs> I wake up now. It's all right. Yeah, but it's 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 worth it's worth a watch definitely it, if you like sci-fi. It, it's no, it is it is it is a good movie. Must admit. I mean, now I, I would say that really, it, it's escalated to the point of classic because <clears> it's <throat> over twenty years old, and it is mm. quite a classic movie of the genre. Be interested to see what the remake is because the second one had nothing to do with the first one. No. So, sort of like a bit of trepidation and dread in terms of any uh, any remake. Yeah, I, it's 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 one thing that we don't like to think about. It's funny because there's been three Starship Troopers movies, isn't there? So, I've yeah. probably not even seen the third one to be honest. I've got the third one, Marauder. But to be honest, yeah. I don't remember that much of it. So, but it was it did have Paul. For, uh, sorry. Casper uh, Van Dien back as Johnny Rico, mm. um, and it also had who played Pow on uh, Enterprise on it as well. Yeah, uh, but he, you know, Johnny Rico's by then a very seasoned sort of character. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at that movie database. There's not a lot of information about the remake. No, There's nothing there at all at the moment. I, th- I think considering how well I thought that this stood up. I don't think it needs a remake. Mm. In a in a lot of respects, <clears throat> it, it could have been made in the last few years. When you look at the effects, the the worst bit of the effects is in the training where they're shooting lasers at each other in practice. Yeah, that looks naff. But after that, it's good. Um, the other film I've been watching is Paula. Have you seen this one? It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's uh, Mad uh, Mickelson. He basically plays a retiring assassin uh, when... And he's got, like, two weeks until he retires. And then he's an employer, you know, the company that does these assassinations. Mm. Um, He... They they do, like, a pension plan. (laughs) Who knew that assassins had a pension plan? But he's evidently owed about $8 million and his boss doesn't want to pay him his uh, retirement dues, basically, because I don't know whether or not he can't or whatever. So this is an ad- adaptation of the Dark Horse graphic novel, Paula uh, Came With The Cold. Mm, okay. What is really unusual about this is the choice of some of the actors, or one particular actor, because Matt Lucas, as in Little Britain, Matt Lucas, you know. Yeah, no. Him, <laughs> yeah, the only guy in the village. <laughs> yeah, he plays Blunt. Okay. Who employs Matt's character. And he's hell-bent on killing him before he has to pay his retirement. Some moments of excellence in this movie, particularly thanks to Mads' portrayal, because... He's he's one of those actors. He's not one of my favourite actors, but I've got a lot of respect for how well he he portrays himself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just I just find him to be a bit of a creepy guy. Not that I think he is, but I don't know. You know, some people when you look at him, you just think I, I don't know. You just can't quite associate with. And he's one of those ones. But I appreciate his acting skills. And um, he's done quite a few good films back in the. You know, he has. Yeah, he's, he's like I said, he's a good actor. Um. I mean, it's an over-the-top movie. There's a great twist in the movie as well, which, to be fair, I did see sort of like coming 
from a long way away. I think it paints the picture of where it's setting itself up. Mm. It's very graphic in terms of violence, particularly some of like the torture bits where Matt Lucas is torturing Mads' character, you know, like mm. doing little you know, little surface slices on his skin and stuff like this. And there's one bit where he jabs his eye out. Yeah. And some of the other violence is very over the top. Like it's, there's also quite a bit of sex and nudity in it. There's one, you know, one assassin who works for the same company as Mads does, but they don't know each other. And, you know, her thing is that she diverts the uh, target by having sex with them while the rest of the mm. team come in and kill him. Yeah. Apart from the fact it goes wrong and she ends up getting shot instead of him. And then sort of like Mads then goes on a rampage and, you know, there's a sniper at the other side of this lake in the snow and Mads runs out there completely, you know, stark naked, mm. goes and kills him and stuff like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's mad in terms of stuff, you know, some of the stuff that goes on in this movie. But for me, I think what is probably the biggest letdown in this mm. is the choice of villain being Matt Lucas, because he just felt like he was he was like an evil, you know, David being the only guy in the village. But it just he's not he hasn't got that strength as a as an actor personally. No, he's a great comedian. He is. Don't get me wrong, but to pull this off. I mean, it's hard. It could be hard work, but we all know him so well as the only guy in the village or whatever. Yeah. Or as Andy. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, I think that does, does that probably just doesn't make the film pull it off at the end for that. No. Reason. But just... if, 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 if the, the lead character was the baddie. If Mads was, oh, yeah, it'd be hellish <laughs> because... dark. I mean, we've got to see him in Death Stranding yet, haven't we? Yes, one of these things is up and coming at some point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's... And I loved him in Hannibal. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, in terms of Matt Lucas, you know, if if the... I'm not sure what the intent was with, with Matt don't, Lucas. What was the director thinking? Yeah. You know, did, did he want... Because, to be fair... Matt Lucas still comes across as incredibly camp, and he, he, he just he could he probably could have been in one of Mike Myers' movies if you know what I mean. I, I, he would have been a he would have been a better sort of like alternate to Doctor Evil. Yeah, exactly what I mean. But but it, but because of this film is so dark, other than you know really being able to portray a cowardly villain mm. who is only tough because he's paying people a lot of money he feels he can shout at them in whatever way he wants and he'll do it by force by the all of the other people around him that's about really about as far as his character goes it just it just doesn't feel right for the for the movie It, it felt like you needed an antagonist that was the the same as Mads' character, do you know what I mean? To to make mm. it darker, whereas it just ended up being almost like you had comedy moments with Matt Lucas. But maybe that was the point, and I just didn't get that, or you know, didn't feel that that fit. But having said that, though, Mads' portrayal and the story and everything, despite Matt Lucas's character, which just 
great in the end, it was still a good film. You know, still enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not going to win any Oscars. <laughs> Certainly mm. not. But if you want something sort of like pulpy, you know, graphic novel-esque sort of uh, over-the-topness, you can't really go far wrong than watch this. I, I would say it's, uh, you know, a pretty standard sort of six and a half, seven out of ten. Mm. You know, better than average, but, you know, not any great thespian work. <laughs> it's it's no. not going to be the new Shakespeare, that's for sure. <clears throat> no, no, absolutely. So, anyway, that's uh, that's what I've been watching. So, have you got anything else to add there, Steve? Or uh, TV wise, it's been, I think it's just some of the. I'm slowly going through the Flash and Arrow at the moment. Yeah, it's still oh. a while to go before the the next series of the or the remainder of that series, isn't there? Yeah, actually, um, Sheldon that kicked off. This week as well, yeah. With the, the second half of the season for that, Big Bang's being filmed at the moment. Looking forward to seeing William Shatner in that. That should be fun. Um, yeah, let's see. This uh, oh yeah, and Modern Family started it last week as well, which is pretty good. Mm. At last, so starting to watch that again. So yeah, a few good things to, to, to watch. But you say I'm glad that some of them haven't come back yet because I'm gonna probably catch up a little bit. Delete. I've got my hard drive's pretty full at the minute. <laughs> it's all The Walking Dead I've got on there at the minute. I'm, I'm about two seasons behind. Oh, so. you've, you've got to catch up on that. The, the, I really like the new season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I think I've got maybe three seasons. I'm not really sure, actually. No, you. I think you got two. You got to the end of season seven. Mm. And we're on season nine now. So, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all sorts of stuff to watch. Yeah. And, and stuff to watch with the missus as well, which... We've taken a break from because we're going to wait for the season to finish for that. Uh, Netflix-wise, I don't think I've been watching. Well, I haven't really, I'd say I haven't I'm two episodes of Star Trek behind at the minute, which I'm sure I'll catch up over this next week. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, loads, it's too much to watch as usual. It gets, it's ridiculous. Now, see, I'm finding it the opposite. I'm finding it that it's a bit of a dearth at the moment and I'm looking for stuff <coughs> as opposed to it finding me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what I have been doing, which is pretty good, because I, I, obviously um, I've been, as you know, I've started watching Doctor Who again from Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. And I've just hit season two of David Tennant. So the first season finished with the Battle at Canary Wharf, mm-hmm. if you remember that. I do. What a fantastic set of episodes that was it's been a long time since i've watched it and i still remembered it but i thought wow that was just awesome yeah david tennant when it was um the dalek one had a regeneration that wasn't a regeneration oh yeah but that that were i'm not that far that's 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 near the end of his that's probably halfway through his seasons yeah um which it hasn't happened yet but as i say it's I've just started season two of his, hmm. which is where Martha Jones comes into play. Yeah. You said that with a bit of anticipation there. Well, I, I know that. She, I, I think that she was probably, she, she had big boots to fill, didn't she? What, compare from Billy Piper, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, mm. I don't mean that as in, uh, oh, it's Billy Piper or anything. I mean... <laughs> no, but she really did 
play that well, to be honest. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, she did a good job of the Rose Tyler character. And they closed they closed that story down very well. They did, but then they brought it back. <laughs> well, yeah, but well, I've not backed to that yet. But yeah, they, I know that they, they she does come back later on. But um, I mean, there's some great episodes to come in the season. I've got now. I've got Blink, which is one of my favourites. Yeah, if you remember that one, I do. Yeah, because it was where they first brought in the Weeping Angels. That's it, and then obviously that that hits to the finale where we we've got John Sim as the master. Yeah, now John Sims, he was brilliant as a master. Uh, and Jack, and um, I say, I nearly said Jack Sparrow. Then Captain Jack comes back into it as well, which I do love him in the show as well. Mm. And I, I, I'm still looking to get Torchwood. I really need want to watch that series again. Anyway, should we move to the questions then? Yeah, let's move to the questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so, as always, we've got uh, our listener questions, and as normal, Mark is kicking us off, so that Mark's very kindly actually sent me in questions last week when we didn't meet, and then also questions this week. So what I've done is I've taken Mark's week questions from last week, I will keep them in a, the this week's ones in a bins for next week, and then so we've always got ones in hand, just in case Rack we em. ever run out. <laughs> Rack them and stack them. Rack them and stack them, Yeah. So, okay, Mark's first question is, if a game offers a character creation, do you always tend to create the same character look and follow the same traits across all games? Sometimes. Okay. I mean, I do, sometimes I like, depending on on the game, I do like to sometimes change, go between different sexes from male to female. Yeah. And saying that, I didn't, as an example, I, I didn't do what most people did. I didn't have a, a femme ship in Mass Effect. Yeah, that was a big thing, wasn't it, having a femme ship? Yeah. Because of the way the storyline went with, with the characters that she was involved, or he or she were involved in. I mean, if you think about it, that was one of the big um, things about what was so shocking about Mass Effect 3, because... You could be like male shepherd and have a relationship with male characters. So, and then the other spin, <laughs> yeah, you could be female and have relationships with female characters. So, yeah. I don't think there's anything the matter with any of that because it gave people the ability to choose what sexuality they wanted their character to have, which is mm. exactly the way it should be. So. You know, but it was controversial, wasn't it, when that was oh, first released? And being a blue woman as well. <laughs> no, that was the first one. That was that was the first one, wasn't it? It wasn't the, the third. That was where the, all the controversy kicked in when the media started yeah. talking about oh, it. Oh, they did, yeah. yeah. Liara, How about yourself? Wasn't it? Yeah. How about yourself? Do you like to s- switch between sexes sometimes, or? I, I'll be honest, no, I don't. I just. It just. Um, it, I feel I feel it's wrong um, for me personally to, it, to to go to a female character if the if the main character the protagonist is supposed to be female like for example Tomb Raider. I've well, not, that's what we just we just going to go down the road, but there it's fixed anyway. Yeah. So. But I have no problem with playing a female character because the story's about that. 
but where the story's supposed to be more about about me, but, as it were. Yeah. But then again, I say if you're going to do it like an RPG, for example, which is probably the where we're going to go down with with character creation, I would still do meal. Mm. Um, I just I, just just me. That's just the way that you know I will play, just so that I probably I identify with a character more. I don't know. Do you, like me, I've got my feminine tra- traits. You know, just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, well, I mean, you play female characters in Destiny as well, don't you? You have one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I had a male and a female. Yeah. So yeah, all of my characters, all nine of them, are all hard or all hard males. Are. <laughs> but no, seriously though. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just not really that bothered about. I'm quite happy. You know, I'm male. I was born male. I will hopefully die male because I don't. You know, I have no desire to explore being female. Hmm. So, but okay. you know, if other people right. want to, that's each, fine. Each to their own. Anyway, shall I read question two? Yep. What's the last game you were you were sad to finish? The last game was sad to finish. Hmm. I, th- I think to be honest, just about every game where I've invested an awful lot of time in, hmm. I've been quite sad to finish in the end. So I would say the most recent one. Would be, although it's Assassin. it's not cr- finished, is Assassin's Creed Odyssey mm. because it's the DLC. But in terms of the main story, mm. I'm sorry to have finished it. I think I'll probably go back a f- I'll go back a bit further though. Any of the reason being because they're such short stories is is the Tomb Raider films. I mean, not, not um, games. I mean, I haven't played the latest one yet. You know that that's on Game Pass now. Oh, is it? I, I I got it pretty cheap anyway, but yeah. by the by, but those games I I have a very have do have much of fondness for, and they're such great storylines. And because of the way the story how how it builds, it's like a it's like a great movie you watch. You think, oh, is it coming to an end now? I've got, got to go out, you know? Yeah, that's how those games are to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been sorry if I finished God of War, Spider Man. There a couple of other games and mm. um, Detroit must become human. Yes, I. That's one I do need to go back to at some point. And you know about Insomniac Games as well. Have you heard about that? Have you heard about it? Oh, about their exclusivity and stuff. Like yes, that. is in the terms of no longer going to be exclusive because they're going to be releasing multi-platform. Yeah, interesting that. Yeah. But I, to, to be honest, I do think that in terms of things like exclusivity, I think um, unless the you know Sony and Microsoft pay mm. big money to companies they don't own, they're not going to go for that exclusivity because they're going to earn more revenue by selling it on <coughs> different platforms. Mm. And I, I think that they need to do that to recoup the de- development costs now. So I think that apart from first-party stuff, we're not going to see any exclusives in the future. I think that'll go yeah. the way of the dodo and I hope it does. Mm. So, okay. Apologise for Yoda, you might be hearing in the background. <laughs> a little bit, but don't worry. He's having a moment. <laughs> as as is Kylo was before as well. Mm. It was so sad out with two dogs named after Star Wars characters. 
<laughs> move on. Move on. Okay, so moving on to Facebook, we've got Aunt Lewis, and he's saying, after hearing you both praise Resident Evil 2 Remake, what other remakes would you like to see in the future? Well, obviously there'll be Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, without saying anything else there, straight off the bat. Yeah. But from actually from a Capcom point of view, Capcom point of view, how about Dino Crisis? Mm. I did enjoy that one. Not overly bothered. What about non-Capcom? Off the tip of my head, can you think of any that you could, that you'd like to see maybe remade? How about Metal Gear Solid from the PlayStation One? Yeah, actually, one and two would be nice. Yeah. If anything. Uh, and that would work because that was <coughs> similar sort of fixed camera angles for the most part, wasn't it? Mm, it was. Games. They're rock hard if you try to play them now, I'll tell you. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad, I'm glad I completed them then. <laughs> I never want to attempt it now, to be honest. Yeah, I think there's a certain dumbing down on gaming skills nowadays. That's what I, that's what I mean when I was playing Resident Evil 2 the other night. When I was determined, I thought, it kept asking me, do you want to down... Dumb this down, and we'll give you more health and make. The, I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I've got all this way. Am I going to do it down at the last minute? You've got nothing coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't think off the top of my head of any, any others. We've had a few come out like Spyro, and which don't really interest me to be honest. I've, I've still got Crash Bandicoot sitting there, and it hasn't even been loaded on. Yeah, that's still rock hard as well. If you want to play that, yeah. I think the spiral uh, one isn't though, because there's been quite a lot of people getting that 1,000 gamer score, haven't they, on mm. the first game? I tell you what, I would like actually. There was a PlayStation game that I played that I loved, also because of the TV show that it was it was it was sent around. Yeah, and with the power of of computing and, and graphics and everything else. How about another X-Files game, the way they did the original one on the PlayStation? I don't remember how they did the original one on the PlayStation. Didn't you see that? So what it was, it was a point-and-click adventure. Yeah. But it was it was filmed, it was live action with, 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 with the, the main characters. No, I definitely didn't see that. Did you see that? No. It was, and you would, you would, you would use your um, office and your phone as the main hub to, to, to interact as well. Okay. So do you remember, for example, something else I have played recently, which I've not talked about, which is, do you remember Night Shift? Yes, I do. Okay. And I, I did play that last week, actually, funnily enough, and, and finished it with a different ending. And to have, like, the X-Files like that would be pretty cool, or another TV show, maybe. You know that there are eight endings to Night Shift? I know, and I, I've opened probably about four, I think. I've done seven. But it's very uh, fine line on the endings. Yes, apart from one, which is complete, goes down a completely different storyline. Don't tell me, because I will go back to it. Cause I, I, that's some, if anyone else wants to play a game, like after watching Black Mirror, yeah, and having your scenario of, of, of a, <clears throat> taking that TV show in a direction you do with... with, with Given two two different ways to to take the tree, yeah, should try that. I, I, I think I, I would praise that game a lot. Yeah, it was really honest. it was really good. Mm. And there's also you want to try hashtag war games as well. Yeah, and the bunker. Although that one doesn't have the different sort of approaches, but it does have the uh, film 
thing. And then there's another one. I'm trying to remember what it was. It had a really weird uh, title. But, but I think the way they filmed the, the Night Shift, I mean, it's very good quality. Yeah. And where back in the day, the X-Files on the PlayStation, it wouldn't have been. Mm. I mean, you can find emulators probably for that, I'm sure, if you wanted to run it somewhere. Yeah. But I love the X-Files, and that would be great to do something like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about yourself? Can you think of anything, really, that comes to mind other than Metal Gear? Ridge Racer. What about from the Xbox point of view? Uh, well, the Xbox ones tend to have been remade, like Halo and stuff like that, don't they? And we're fingers crossed for a new fable. Yeah. By the way, that other one was the infectious madness of Doctor Decker. <laughs> okay. I knew it had a weird so, title. Mm. Um, other games for for remake. I'd, I'd like to see Ridge Racer brought up to date. Yeah. Because I was always a massive Ridge Racer fan. But they would have to have that, um, you know, proper arcade kind of feel, not make it simulatory. Well, they need proper mechanics for driving because I think the way that used to work is you were moving the, the, the you weren't moving the car, you were moving the background, if you know what I mean, the way it worked. No, you were moving the car. You weren't moving the background. I think you're thinking of Outrun. No, I think one of the, one of them felt like that. I'm sure it did. No. Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember one of the Ridge Racers being very tactile and. You used to have to do a lot of drifts and things like that. Hmm. Um. But what was that? What was that drifting game in uh, with Kudos points and the Xbox? Project Gotham Project Racing. Project Gotham Racing. Yeah. Now, there's a franchise you could bring back. Yeah. Yeah, because well, didn't that turn into something else, though? Because it was Project Gotham Racing, and then it turned into a... It, it, they renamed the franchise after that. Not Midnight Club, was it? No, it wasn't. I can't remember what it was. Um, that's going to do my head in now until I remember. Anyway, let it do your head into, and we'll go to the next question from Mike Liberal, shall we? Okay, then. So... From a non-gaming perspective on, on the question here, and we probably know Hayden's answer already, what is your favourite musical? Do I need to say that? The Rocky Horror Picture Show. You said that differently just because of what I said. No, I didn't. I know <laughs> I I could do, if uh, I could do that solo standing on stage and note the songs and the words to every character. Mm. <laughs> I used to be obsessed by that. Yeah. As a musical. I'm going to go way back in time then. And a lot of people won't even probably know it. They might have heard of it. But one of my favourites is uh, Singing in the Rain. Mm. And as much as the songs work well with it, it's the story. Yeah. Which people don't. They probably won't think, well, that's going to be a little rubbish. But the story is so clever. Where it's based on the time where, where the the silent movies came into into talkies, yeah, and it's it's, it's sort of the it'd be sacrilege to remake it to be honest, but uh, I I I know that film inside out. Well, another uh, <clears throat> a, a more modern one, 
that hmm. you make. Uh, that's a good oh, I've got, I, I have got a modern one I could stick in there, actually. Go on, then. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a lot older than the modern one I was thinking of, to be honest. But, oh, okay. But, yeah, but no, because Rick, I, Rick Moranis. I mean, yeah. I, I remember years ago, I used to go out with this girl from Blackburn, and I remember um, being quite inebriated, shall we say. And, and you singing, kept saying to her... And her and me was singing Suddenly Seymour at the top of our lungs, <laughs> doing the words to that when she was having a party. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, to be honest, a lot of the musicals that have been coming out of late don't really float my boat. Well, to be fair, the, the modern... you know, Some of them are... Um, yeah, but The Greatest Showman, I think, is a fantastic one. Um, obviously. Have you seen La La Land? Yeah, I thought it was awful. I re- I thought it was quite depressing, mm. to be quite honest with you, because it just didn't... Why people went so bonkers on that, I don't know, because <clears throat> I thought it was La La, but not in a good way. No. Um, I suppose you can't... Do you class a lot of the Disney's, actually? They're musicals in a way, aren't they? Well, things like Beauty and the Beast and uh, Aladdin. I mean, the cartoons, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm gonna say that, that me and the missus have sang all the way through Greece. Yeah, well, that's classic, isn't it? And actually, we actually was watching, was it The Sound of Music? Yeah. They never knocked Julie Andrews. She's class. And I mean, Chicago as well. That's uh, quite an enjoyable musical. I actually went to see that live on stage in London. Okay, what about some of the weirder ones, like um, Sweeney Todd? Well, I was going to say Sweeney Todd, and I was also going to say Les Mis. Yeah, because I've not seen Les Mis. Um, not sure if I want to, to be honest. No, I, I, I like Les Mis. Again, it's another Hugh Jackman doing a good job in, you know... Singing. Is that your is that is that your bromance? Is it? Yeah, my bromance. <laughs> it's also my wife's bromance as well. So, you know, I, I do know she wouldn't kick him out of bed for making crumbs. No. Um. So yeah, I, I like Hugh Jackman when he's doing that. As a matter of fact, um, I said to my wife, I found out he was doing a tour. In That's this right. Country. We did mention that. We did mention it the other week, didn't we? Yeah. So I said to my <clears> wife about how shall we go, and she was like, "Yeah, okay, brilliant." And then we found out it's when we're going on holiday. Oh, can you? I'm sure she would want to cancel a holiday for that. Um, no, she won't. <laughs> Says you. I would. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. I would, but she won't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like uh, Hugh Jackman. But I'll tell you another one. Uh, there's well, Moulin Rouge, the movie. Quite like yeah. that one. But another one, which is probably lesser known, it's got you uh, and McGregor and Zoe. Uh, What's what maker? Well, maker for Bridget Jones. Oh right, you know the one I mean. I've forgotten what her name is. Yeah, actually, I did. Actually, that's another movie I watched just of late. Actually, it was the third Bridget Jones movie? I, I Bridget Jones' right. baby. Yeah, I did. I actually watched that the other week. <laughs> What's the name who plays uh, Bridget Jones? It's um, yeah, Rene Zoelaga. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not Zoe Rene. Rene. Um. Yeah, so it's her and Ewan McGregor, and it's called Down With Love, which is um, about a sort of like, you know, rich Jack yeah. Lag guy and a w- woman who's um, like, you know, anti-getting married and 
whatever. But it's mm. all an act because she's in love with you and McGregor and all this. I've got I've got another one, and this one is one of the. <coughs> I think this this one goes along alongside Greece and probably of late of today when you talk about um, the Last Showman and that. And if I say Patrick Swayze, are you going to come and say come back and know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm trying to think of what ones he does singing in. Oh come on! Every woman will be on their knees for him in Dirty Dancing. Yeah, but he's not singing, he's dancing. No, he does sing in that, actually. He sang two songs in that movie. I'd, I would, it's not what I would consider to be a musical. It's not It's not a probably true musical. No. Where they suddenly come out and song, but it's it's on the edge of for me. Because actually, we went to see the musical version on stage. Yeah. And that was very good, must admit. Mm. That got me a lot of kudos points, taking the Mrs. Vet for a birthday. Yeah. In London, well, like, like likewise, taking my missus to Chicago in London did uh, a lot of kudos points as well. Yeah, because didn't wasn't Richard Gere in that originally in the movie? Yeah, do you know what Richard Gere is? One guy I really can't stand. I think he's a legend in his own lunchbox, and he th- he's he thinks he's far better looking than he is. Oh, bless him! I can't, one, I can't, I often... really, I can't stand Richard Gere. He's one of the uh, actors I absolutely detest. Actually, because actually, my missus' favourite movie is one of his. Actually, Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like. I do like. Um, what's his name? What's that movie with? Uh, what's the name? Where she you know, pretty woman? Yeah, I do quite like that. Yeah, that's quite good. Anyway, we, we're rabbiting on about non-musicals now. When we should be talking about other questions. <laughs> we are. So let's move on to the next question because I think we've already uh, answered that question about <laughs> different musicals. So I think you've got a lot of choice, but. Uh, so a final note, the Disney movies like um, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, I do like those two as musicals. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, move on. Jason Toon, I personally think that Battle Royale games are a trend <clears throat> and will eventually be replaced by another genre, remembering when survival craft was all the rage. Yep, I agree. So my question is, what do you think is going to be the next craze in gaming? I think we'll see a 90s nostalgia wave hit us soon and arena shooters come back with Unreal Tournament-style games. Hmm. Isn't that really like a Battle Royale? (laughs) Well, it's not Last Man Standing, though, is it? Isn't it? Because, I mean, when we had games like Doom as well, uh, which was an arena shooter, wasn't it? Theoretically, you see, I'm I'm going to be controversial on this. I think that the the next big thing in gaming is not going to be multiplayer. I think it's going to be back to traditional old single player story based stuff that people are going to want. I think that we're already seeing that. Well, we've had. I mean, Resi's a prime example at the moment. You know. Yeah, if not thought of thinking, let's bring multiplayer into it. You don't need it. No, I mean they they should they didn't need to do that to Bioshock. You know they didn't need to do it to Tomb Raider, but they did. Yeah, but we might just go. We might have a complete full circle because at one point we were getting a load of games which had like oh, the idea of having a waves and waves of enemies. Yeah, for that sort of scenario. What about like simulators or strategy games? Well, that, that's that's civ on its own, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, it could, a simulator could be like um, 
what do you call it? You know, the the tank game that you can get. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of board board snar- board game scenarios, don't you, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it might just take a full circle and, and come back. Yeah, might well go back to first, you know, and then we'll see we'll see multiplayer come back bigger and better a bit later because it is oversaturated at the moment with with that scenario, mm. and it's not one I'm really a fond of, mm. to be honest. As much don't get me wrong, I love a bit of multiplayer on best of the days, but with that scenario, it's just not flirting my boat. No, it doesn't me either. So, have to wait and see. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so Lee Doherty, with the impending release of the PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox coming in the next 12 to 18 months, what are your hopes, predictions for the next-gen consoles? Backwards compatibility, dislikes on consoles, streaming services, etc. <clears throat> and just how much better can the graphics get? I think we don't need a new console yet. I don't. To be honest. But we got... At the at the when the three sixty first came, oh, well, it was at the end of its generation, and mm. the PS three, we didn't need it then. I th- I think in terms of it, I think that the mid cycle consoles like the X and the Pro have changed it, and I, personally, I don't think that we should have a new console now. I think what should happen. And the way that it should work is that for compatibility and the Xbox One, no, I'm not <clears> saying Pro or X, is retired so that the base standard then becomes the X and the Pro moving forward. And then mm. the next tier up of that, which would be the five or whatever, but it would be completely compatible with the X and the Pro. See what I mean? So that then you you can then have these mid-console cycles and still be on the same ladder so that you're always, you know, you can get one every three and a half years to get the mm. better graphics and, you know, the, the uh, higher polygon count and all of this, that and the other. Or you can stick with the one that you've got and then miss a cycle and get the next one, but knowing that you're always going to take your games collection with you. That's how I think it it should work. Because Mm. at the end of the day, they're glorified PCs now. They've got PC graphics cards in them, for the most part. They've got PC processors. They've got the same sort of memory. You know, it's just custom firmware that's really the difference between them and a normal PC and the operating system. So I I can't see why we need a PS5. It should be the PS4 Pro Plus and the Xbox One XL (laughs) or XX, whatever it is that they're... (laughs) The the Xbox One X1. (laughs) Hmm. Well, maybe this this new sorts of technology like cloud... Gaming but cloud gaming is going to gonna be, if it takes off, it's going to be the death of consoles anyway. Because once cloud gaming comes in, then you can just relocate your games to a streaming service. You can play it from any device. Why do you need the hardware? It's the same way as if we're going to get a a um, a non a, a PlayStation or Xbox with a, with a, without a drive in it. 
which I don't think we should still go that I far think, yet. Considering the one thing we haven't mentioned as well about the fact that the ultraviolet service is closing down. Personally, I don't think yeah. that that um, cloud stuff is the way to go because you're too vulnerable. Well, look at the scenario with OneDrive. Is even well, yeah, but I mean that's that. that's for your own personal storage. But I'm thinking about in terms of you know we've had it on iTunes where if you buy a movie, once the contract with Apple stops with the manufacturer of the movie or the producer of the movie, they take it off the store. They don't say, hang on, you've bought it, so we'll keep it on the store, but you can access it, but no one else can buy it. They're taking it off, Mm. which is completely wrong because you've bought that. If they take it off, they should give you a 100% refund, in my opinion. Mm. But it it weren't in the terms and conditions, was it? So they get away with it. This is the thing, because... They hide things in these 4,000-page terms and conditions that nobody reads. Yeah, we have... No, because we it says there we have the right to remove yeah, because but, of blah, blah, but blah. But should... Not when you've bought it. And, that, and that's what mm. annoys me. And, you know, if... Let's say that you've got, I don't know, your console hacked or somebody who you trusted, you let use your console and they did something that they shouldn't do on the console and then they get your account banned and you lose all of your your uh, stuff. It's well, happened it's to, happened to somebody past, we used to do podcasting with, if you remember, because they streamed mm. something that Sony thought that they, they weren't supposed done. to do, but they were allowed to do it by their agreement with Blizzard. Not naming any mm. names, but we all know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you in well, the corner? Well, no, but, <laughs> you listening? I'm being being You know, he he was allowed. He was yeah, allowed. No, absolutely. It, it was, was so wrong. wrong. But this it is the so point wrong. in terms of digital purchases: is that they can take mm. it away like that, and <clears throat> a physical copy, even if they ban your console, you can get another console and install it on another machine. And that's why yeah. I think I'm dead set. Even though my God, I, I think I would slash my wrists if this happened on Steam because of the amount of games I've got on there. But this is why I am, generally speaking, against it because I don't trust the companies enough. I don't trust Microsoft and I don't trust Sony. And especially with my own personal mm. experience with Sony, when they took away my whole you know, online video library service because I hadn't accessed it in 12 months, Saying that they'd emailed me yeah, and I and that, had every email that I had received and they had lied through yeah, the teeth yeah. about that. And then I turned around and they said, no, I want it reinstating. They turned around to me and said, well, you have to prove that you've done, that, you know, every one of your transactions, that you've got the receipt, you've got the disc and you've got the code, shows, shows pictures. Who keeps receipts? seriously and i mm. had to turn around to him and say well if you're going to be like that i've got the information commissioner about it and you know will you can have a fine because you're breaching my data protection rights and funnily enough then they could help me very suddenly and that's true mm. and that's why you buy that's why you still that's buy a lot why, of that's why movies, when it's a movie it? i want to keep i'll buy it on disc because i will not buy it in a digital mm. store 
If it's a movie I'm not bothered about. And, 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 I, I, yeah, and I don't blame you for that at the end of the day. I know you, we use Netflix as a streaming service, but if there's a film you truly, truly love, you can have you, you want to own that in your yeah, hand. Exactly. And if it it's a game I want to keep, that's what I'll do as well. So going back to what we were saying earlier, anything else? You think, how about PlayStation Now? Would you like to see that revamped and brought back with the backwards compatibility well, with PlayStation 1 and 2? That, that started off as that. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not... But it's not the same, though, is it? It's it's, it's not a good service. I, don't, I think a lot of people would uh, disagree with you there. You know, they have a lot of users on that system, much more than I ever thought that they would have done. And it's not a bad service, considering the hundreds of games that are on there. Well, I was reading some reports where a lot of people weren't happy with it. They thought they, it could be, it could be they could learn lessons from Microsoft on how to to bring that service. Yeah, to but a the difference better... is here is that you can start playing one of those games straight away because it streams. Microsoft's one you have to download to your console, which takes time. But what it does mean is, if you lose your internet connection, you can still play it offline, as long as your console's connected mm. recently. Which is fair <clears> enough. It's just it's two different ways of approaching the same problem. But I think streaming services, if you know the cloud-based computing, will be the mm. death of the console. Yeah, I don't. I'd say discless con and discless consoles. I think that'd be a bold move to do that. I mean, you still have your different yeah. SKUs anyway. But I like to play. I like to use my Xbox as a four K Blu-ray. I, I was going to so. say. I think that. If they do do discless um, consoles, I think that that is a complete lack of recognition that the majority of people use it also as a, a media player, either CDs, DVDs, mm. or Blu-rays. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I'm hoping that that what I'm hoping one thing on a PlayStation Five, a bigger battery yeah. on the controller. One that doesn't last about <laughs> seven hours, but instead lasts twenty four. Because mm. I know that I know what people will say. Well, you just plug it in when you're finished. Yeah, but I have to remember to do that. Whereas the Xbox One, I can charge it once a week, and I can use it the whole week for hours and hours each day, and not have to worry about recharging it. Having said that, though, it probably normally, as the PlayStation controller does still die in the middle of the most crucial point in the game. It chooses that moment. Hmm. But it's one of them things, isn't it? It's just like the Destiny... Uh, so the um, operating system update this week I was playing Destiny, literally finished a game of Gambit, didn't even see what rewards I got because it just came up, you've got an update. So I hope for better controls <clears throat> over when you're required to install an update as well. I know that you can set it up to hmm. download it on a night or whatever, but I don't like to leave my console on all the time. So Okay. Last question. Nicky Wilson, who do you want as the next Batman? Now, the, the best Batman of all time, Michael Keaton. Oh, sorry. No, he's put Affleck. That's weird. Uh, has quit. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you do to fix the DC Universe movies? Well, there's a lot. Of, I'm just looking at the top 15 people to play Batman. And some of them I'm not too keen on. Yeah. But... But I tell you what, as you're a fan of um, yeah. Walking Dead, how about Jeffrey, Jeffrey D. Morgan? Really? Why not? He could be psycho enough, couldn't he? To be quite honest, I think that he would be a much better Batman villain. Um, mm. Or, given his age, Alfred. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't look that bad. What about Keanu? What about Keanu Reeves? Uh, Idris Elba. He's counting for everything these days. <laughs> yeah, evidently he's also touted <laughs> to be the Queen of England as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. No. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Remind me. He's got he's got a good square jaw actually. He was in No Country for Old no, Men. If you remember that, that movie. Okay, you have to Google him. Ryan Gosling. Too effeminate. Okay. I can never say his surname. Jake Gaelli. I can't think of what who he is. He was he played in um that disaster movie <clears throat> that with the with all the water and that in the in the oh sort of two thousand twelve I think it might have been. I think he was in that. Uh, no, what about Carl Urban? No, because I think he's gonna do another isn't he going to be doing another another Judge hero Dredd. superhero type character? No, well mm. maybe it, it's been touted about, but I think Carl Urban he'd be good. Actually, who was who just recently been? Um, who was the guy that, that was in the Twilight? No, movies he, that's he just looks been more recently? like um, Robin to me. Mm. Um, what about Anson Mount? Who's he? Pike. Remind me from uh, Discovery. How about Jason Isaacs? Uh... I could think he could pull it off. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Do you think he has to be? Do you think he what needs to be Eric British? Banner? Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, it's funny how Batman has has gone over, mm. uh, gone over the years. But what about someone that's really famous for something else? Obviously, obviously, we. we what about actually? What about Stephen Armel? Armel, shall I say? I can pronounce his surname. Stephen who? Armel Arrow. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who he is. To be honest. Arrow. Oh, in the TV yeah. Series. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, right. my brain's gone. Sorry. Yeah, I think he could, but well, would he be allowed to because he's a Arrow? Yeah, he's a he's a long outsider. How about Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> He'd have a Magnum down his pocket. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine him, you know, saying to the Joker, couldn't you? Do you do you feel lucky? Go ahead, punk? make my do day. <laughs> well, actually, actually, my favourite. What about Michael Keaton? Bring him back as an older Batman, like a weathered one. Um, yeah. In a matter of fact, that if that guy on Twilight, who I think should be Robin rather than Batman, was like, <clears throat> yeah, the Robin who replaced Batman in the comic storyline. Mm. And Michael Keaton played the weathered old Batman. That would work. You understand what I mean? So it's that sort of like he's training Robin up to be Batman kind mm. of thing. Um, yeah, Stephen Amell. I could, I could imagine he's got that. He's got the jaw, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's got a sort of look. To yeah, him, you he? can imagine him. Get rid of that. Get rid of that beard he's got at the minute because he's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, poss- possibility, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I have to admit, more I think about it now, the more I think Carl Urban, because we know that he he can do that that sort of like jaw bit from Judge Dredd. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I mm. yeah, Carl Urban for Batman. No. What about Tom Hardy? No, don't rate him at all. Besides that, he's Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Take the mask off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't understand you. Take, take, could, take your sleep at me. Tom Hardy, who played Bane, played Batman. Take your sleep at me, mask off. 
Yeah. Oh, I think that's enough anyway. Tom, we went and it's yeah. 10 o'clock. Sounds good. Okay. Can I, can I on just then. finish on a high note for you? Who do you think got best actor in the BAFTAs? Um, Remy Malek. Yeah. Of course he did. So it is because nice his see. portrayal of Freddie Mercury was great. Yeah, it's just advertising in Sky Movies now, so <clears throat> it's on the Sky Store, so it'll be coming shortly. So I'll get, I'll get I mean, I know it's not historically out. accurate. It's well, just a bit of fun. But it's, it's as a question we had last time, is it? it's it's a dramatisation, you know, with artistic licence. I shouldn't have said this now, because we'll be here all night now. Come on, that's enough for now. <laughs> but but there's, there's that bit anyway. where, you know, he's... The, the bit that's in the rain, if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I mean. It's fan. It's fantastic. Well, I, I think yeah, he's fantastic get... in in how he portrays that. And ev- well, he's just whole portrayal of Freddie Mercury. I think he just he nailed it. Mm. Absolutely nailed it. And yeah. it, I never rated him as an actor because I didn't like Mister Robot. So no. Okay. Do you want to do your contact? So Twitter at Steve O seven PSN PSN ID is the real Steve O seven Xbox Gamer Tag is Steve O seven and email Steve O seven at Bob Cox. Even though he still doesn't check his emails on there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we got to solve that issue. Out. It's been a big problem with that. I must admit, yeah. it's been a bit of a, a nightmare. But we need to okay. need to, between you and me um, sort that one out. Anyway, myself. If you just so? look for HERJ UK on absolutely everything, Twitter, YouTube, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Origin, uh, EA, whatever it is, U- Ubisoft <laughs> Store, Ultraviolet, Ultraviolet. Yeah, it's on there as well. Um, and also, if you want to get in contact with the show, just email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. You can also join our Facebook group of Pop Culture Gamers. Don't forget, uh, you can also visit our website, which is popculturegamers.podbean.com. If you would like to um, help us out and support the show, uh, then you can um, just give us a donation at our Patreon. Not that anybody has taken this up so far, but at uh, Pop Culture Gamers Patreon. But we're going to mention it anyway, because hopefully one day people might realise that we actually do have to pay for this this podcast to actually exist. Yes, for this free podcast, podcast. there's no such thing as a free lunch. And also, don't forget, if you uh, would like to support us um, for Gamer Blast uh, 19, then please visit Just Give and Up for Pop Culture Gamers and you can find us there as well. Yeah, Actually, I reckon if you were going to put something on Patreon, I would rather you put yes. it to that. Actually, yeah, so would first I. First of all, first time round. So would I. Because, well, it's important. Okay. Absolutely. So that's it for another week. Steve will be hosting next week. And until then, it's a goodbye from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. 